welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears.
my very favorite night of the year. I live for this night just so I can play that song. That is like absolutely my all-time favorite song ever. How can you not love that song? How many of you were dancing? Show of hands. Wait, I can't see your hands. I know y'all were dancing. I was dancing. I love that song. So, Halloween special. Welcome to the Dead Man's Party. It's going to be an amazing night. We have some cool stuff going on tonight, by the way, just so you know. Um, we have... We have, what, do, what, do, what do we have? We have Spooky Night. So this is the way it's going to go tonight. I want to kind of clear this up before we even get started. Even though this is the Dead Man's Party at the Speakeasy, Haunted Speakeasy Cafe tonight, our Halloween special, there is never a reading restriction or theme on this show. So you can come on tonight and you can read absolutely anything you want except for you, Robbie, because if you don't bring that vampire poem, you're grounded. Just saying. Get to looking. I I might not ground you, but I'm going to be very scowly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, So anyway, you can read whatever you want. It doesn't have to be a Halloween poem or a fall or autumn or whatever, you know, October-y type spooky, haunted-y, dark poem you want to read. It doesn't have to be that, but it'd be kind of fun if it was. So if you do not have something Dead Man Party-ish to read. That is absolutely fine. You just read whatever your little heart desires and you'll be good. I want to give you the number to call in tonight. It is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you would like to call in and read. We have some stuff to go over real quick. I just want to remind you that we are near the close of our Poetry for Prizes event. If you have not got involved in that or if you're just hearing about it for the first time, it is absolutely not too late. Um, I am going to go over real quick and we'll go into more detail in next week's show because I want to make sure we got lots of time on today's show. So. For the month of September and October, I have been giving you haiku subject prompts each week on the show. After the show, I've been creating a pinned post on the top of my Facebook page with the week's new prompt. There's only one way to enter into this drawing. It's not a contest. It's a participation drawing. So I don't like, I don't judge people against other people. We are all cool in our own talents. So, but if you get involved in this haiku challenge thing I'm doing, <laughs> Then your name, every time you get it, anyway, your name gets entered in the drawing. So there's only one way to get entered in, and that's to add your haiku poem written to the prompt I've posted and put up on my Facebook page. So if you need to write a haiku poem to the prompt, jump over on my Facebook page. It'll be the very top post on my page, and just pop your haiku into the comments section at the end of the contest, the not contest drawing, <laughs> I, I will add everybody up and um, put everybody's name in the hat and do a drawing. Now remember, you can write as many haiku poems as you want, and each one you post is worth one entry into the drawing. So if you do 10 haiku poems for this week's prompt, your name gets put into the drawing 10 times. But that's not all. You can also go to the past weeks, and we've been doing this all through September and October. So you can go to any of the past weeks 
and post to any of the haiku prompts that have been put up during this time period. And for every prompt that you put on any of, or any haiku you put on any of the prompts, you get your name put in the drawing. If you go to my page and you look, am I confusing yet? I'm confused. If you go onto my page and you go to the top where my pin post is, in the comments, or not in the comments, in the body of the instructions for the contest will be the links for the past weeks. So you don't have to scroll through my page going through all that stuff, even though there's really cool stuff in there, but going through all that stuff looking for the prior week's prompts. So just open up the body of the post I've done, read the directions for the contest, and then at the bottom there will be the links to each of the past weeks along with the prompt. So you can enter into any of those and still get put into the drawing until the gone through a week, Christopher was hosted and he didn't do the contest. We're going to be ending the contest on the 9th, I believe, is what I had written down. So you have up until then to, until then to get your little haikus written. So this week, the haiku prompt is, and this one's special for Robbie because you're going to write a haiku, Robbie. <laughs> this week's prompt is, moon stars and other things that go bump in the night sky like comets comets or et phoning home or black holes or james kirk i don't know but the moon stars and all the other things that go bump in the night and that's up to your interpretation okay we also have our anniversary show coming up soon celebrating our 17th year on the air and we have some exciting Things that are going to be leading up to that. We're also coming to the end of our broadcasting year, and we'll be starting our fundraiser soon. So if anybody has any ideas for that, shoot me a message. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor for the Speakeasy Cafe, uh, you can also shoot me a message, and I can tell you when we get started up with that and how you get involved. Um, it's really important to me that you understand how special these people who help sponsor the show are. Because when we started the show 17 years ago, I was able to carry the book. I was able to, to carry the, the show. Um, but over the last 17 years, the prices have just skyrocketed on the broadcasting licenses. And I would no longer be able to do this with you were I doing it on my own. I just could not afford it. And that's the bottom line. So those of you who have stepped up to the plate and helped sponsor the show over the last few years, I just appreciate you so much. And it really tells me a lot about your ownership of this community. I just sit here and answer phones and act silly. You guys are what this community is all about. This was built by you. And I am very proud to be a part of it with you. So on that note, segueing right in, I would like to take a moment and thank our 2023 broadcasting license sponsors, those of you who stepped up to the plate and, and contributed to, towards our license for the year. Those sponsors are Annabelle Ashire, Anthony Arnold, Dave Kuhn, Debbie Kelly, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Jade Mist, Jessica Brooke, Karen DeWitt, Kristen Riley, Krista, or Krista Jopek, her dog, Krista Jopek's dog, T.S. Eliot, he's a great lover of poetry, Lori Binder, Lynn Perkins, Martha Shestick, Michael Emerald, 
Missy and Jimmy Ray Davis, Pineapple 16, Rebel Jones, Rich Hathaway, Robert and May Ryan, Terry Galloway, and Timothy SSM Melton. I also want to thank those of you who made anonymous donations in the memory of our beloved Melvin Douglas Johnson and Philip Kent Church, John Kays, Ray Neighbors, Rick Smith II, Glenn Steele, Charles C.B. Banks, King's Cadence, and Deep Enough. So appreciate you guys so much, more than you will ever know. And we literally could not be here were it not for you guys. So if you get a chance, folks, make sure that you, I mean, seriously, you know, how many times, how much of our day do we spend bullshitting about whatever? Take a moment and send a kind thank you and just let these people know how much we appreciate the fact that we're here still after 17 years. And this year, it's all because of them. All right. So now, just so you guys know, there is, I'm not going to do a workshop tonight. I'm not even going to give you prompts tonight, the night off. It's Halloween. That's my treat for you. The trick is that next week there's going to be extra. Um, I want to make sure that I have time because the way that I've, I've given some prompts out over the last month for people who wanted to write poems to some specific Halloween show speakeasy poem prompt things. And so in case any of you brought those, I want to make sure we have time for you to read them because the way it works is if you can read two poems tonight, but if you wrote to one of the um, prompts that I gave you, like, you know, spending the night at the Haunted Speakeasy Cafe or the Curse of the Speakeasy Cafe, whatever they all were, um, you could read that too. So if you did that, you could read a total of three poems. And I just want to make sure that if any of you did that and brought them tonight, that there's time for you to be able to read all three. So before we get moving on, we are going to play an audio track, and we always start and end every episode with an audio track from one of our poets. However, tonight it is a little bit different because on the first show of the month, I did not read. That was per per contract with you guys because I never read on the show. Um, <laughs> I didn't read a show on the first or I didn't read a poem on the first because I always play this one, and thanks for reminding me, Robbie, or I would have forgotten totally. I always play this poem of mine on Halloween. It's my spooky stalker poem. It was a challenge that another poet gave me to see which one of us could write the creepiest stalker poem. And, of course, I won. And then I was thumbing through some things, working on some uh, submissions, and I came across this journal that, crime poems. Now, when you hear this poem, you're going to see it's not, absolutely not a great poem. It was fun. It's just fun. It's not a great poem, but it is fun. And I thought, you know, what the heck, I'm going to submit it to this crime poetry. So all the poetry in the the journal had to be written from the victim or a narrative or in the voice of the, the perpetrator or the villain or the you know, whatever, but it had to had to have something to do with crime. And so I submitted it, and they accepted it, wonders of wonders. <laughs> and then the guy sent me a message and asked me, he did, had no clue that I did performance poetry, sent me a message and asked me if I wanted to um, 
record it or if I objected to somebody from their staff reading it so that they could post it on their website for the month. And it was like, no, no, I'll, I'll do it for you. I'll, I'll, I'll do it for you. Well, I sat there and I worked on this poem like for hours and I couldn't get it right and I was getting frustrated, right? And finally, you know, in the middle of the night, I finally get it. I'm channeling my inner, oh, what's that crazy guy? Jack Nicholson from The Shining. I mean, that's literally the look on my face inside my head that I had while I was doing this weird, crazy poem and listen to it. I was so scared. I called a girlfriend to come over and spend the night with me because I didn't want to be in the house alone with myself. <laughs> so anyway, it's a fun poem. Robbie's one. That, I've talked about Robbie a lot tonight, but Robbie's one that got me started on playing this every Halloween. And um, so that is what I'm going to play for you tonight is it's called Enter the Sandman, Creepy Stalker Poem, and here you go. Enter the Sandman. Ticket, sir, your ticket. Thank you. You have a good day. I'll see you later. at night. The sky is my unblinking white. Hide well, my lover's stare that follows you everywhere. Your lips move beyond my hearing, but not for long. I know it's me. You're just simply daring to just come closer, like, like, like when I'm bending over while watching you sleeping, sleeping. Some, some call it peeping, but what do they know of this? Oh, over and over, breath sucked in from an almost kiss, your breath inside me, your breath inside me, as I stand in the shadows touching like this, and this, and this. All night long Till early hours turn late Second hands race around the clock As I wait till 
till just moments before. Silver-handled scissors snip. Another lock of hair. And I have another night's souvenir. Then, then, then out the window, out the window as your alarm clock rings, I disappear with only seconds to spare. This, this time, 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 If you want to have your track played on the air, you can email those to me at the T-H-E, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com, or you can send them to me on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. We can get them uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. Okay, so now know what comes next, right? Right?
and if the lines get too busy and I need to cut that back a little bit later, I will let you know if it happens on your turn. I'm terribly sorry, but right now you're good to go at two. And if you brought your Speakeasy Cafe, Haunted Speakeasy Cafe poetry prompt poem with you, you get to read three. So there you have that. (laughs) When you're done reading, make sure that you have your URL to give out. That way everybody can come find you, get to know you and your work better, which is equally as important as anything else you do because we all need to surround ourselves with people that inspire us and who we inspire and and uh, yeah, creating your Night Riders Network. Remember, please, that we have a mature rating. That means you're bound to hear just about anything tonight. Though I know many of you who call in, I don't know what you guys are going to read. So you know, buckle your seat belts and put your you know seat in an upright position. Extinguish all flammable objects. Stow away all things in the overhead. All that that crap because uh yeah you never know what you're going to get with the exception of hardcore adult porn erotica poems romantica poems are fine but the the hardcore bumping body parts tab a and a slot b no no you guys know where that line is we don't have an adult rating we have a mature rating so don't cross that line and we're good to go I'm going to go ahead and give you the lineup of our first three callers so you kind of have an idea of where you are, and I'll be updating that periodically as we go on through the show. So our first caller is going to come from, oh, my sweet little ghoul friend, 860, followed by 276, followed by 419. So those are going to be our first three callers. Oh, no, wait, wait, I forgot Jimmy's call dropped, 276, and then 419. Okay, that's where we are. Good thing I keep notes, right? So let's go ahead and bring on our first caller after I, I got to do this first. Wait, where where to go? Where to go? Here we go. Here we go. It's right here. Right there. Okay, so let's go ahead and bring on our first caller, area code 860. You are on the air. <laughs> that was funny. Our next call. <laughs> hey, it's Jessica Brooke. What's up? Uh, happy Dead Man's Party. Isn't that the best yes. song ever? Were you dancing? Yes, I love this song, and I, oh my God, was your reading creepy as fuck. Wow, (laughs) Nyla. (laughs) I mean, especially that, like, that, you know, that little light singing. Tori Amos does something that sounds just like that. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but she uses (laughs) the same words. No, seriously, she sings it just like that in one of her songs, like, for some effects or whatever, and you sound like exactly like her. I was like, "Holy shit, that's really weird." You, you're not. And well, you're that not was probably, probably that was probably recorded ten years ago, so wow. it's been a while. I, I, <laughs> yeah, and it was weird because I was like, you know, and I think it's off her Strange Little Girls album, and I, I was just like, I because it sounds so much like it. It was almost like you knew that you heard it. That's weird. Okay, I actually wrote something which is. Unusual. I wrote it just a couple hours ago because I was trying to, you know, um, you know, write, uh, just read something about how I was feeling to try to like 
because I've been having a hard time with it. I think, well, basically a manic episode, which followed the depression, and um, I've been having a hard time getting to work and things like that. So, um, But this one is called Mend Me. What to do when I cannot cope? Shall I write a verse, a shadow of a thought, even if it is terse? Positive self-talk, calm by grounding, taking a walk, deep yoga breathing. I wish for solace, peace, yet I am a mess. Mend me, please. Put together the brokenness. Stitching the frayed ends, counting on friends for support and love. I need a hug. And peace. Aw, that was awesome. So I need you to do something for me. What? I need you to find a safety pin. You know, just like okay. normal everyday, everyday safety pin, right? And anytime you're feeling like that, I want you to go get the safety pin off your dresser or wherever it is you decide to keep it and pin it on the collar of your shirt or somewhere and wear it. I thought you were going to say poke myself with it. No, I want you to pin it somewhere on your shirt or whatever you're wearing, and I want you to wear it for the day. Because nobody is going to mend you as well as you, and that will be your reminder. Oh, and then I'll also please. remind you that I love that I that I love you and care about you. But I want I, I, uh-huh. I mean literally, please promise me you'll do that. Keep a safety pin. And whenever you feel like that, you go get that safety pin, you stand in front of the mirror, and you pin it on your shirt. I'm going to do that. Thanks. I have some. Very welcome. Other was like, you know, hard pressed on making me safety pin my socks together so I wouldn't lose them in the wash. And it was just getting to be too, like, you know, I don't know, anorexic. But um, I have a poem that actually Jimmy and I wrote another collab, and this one's a about another zombie. Well, it's it's a zombie collab because I wrote in a comment I wrote, Oh cool, cool you know, I like he wrote a zombie poem. I said, Oh, love and brains And then he's like, Love and brains, <laughs> it sounds like a collab, so a poem, so we wrote it together and I'm gonna close my uh, uh, and have my contribution to the Halloween I don't know, bash whatever you're calling this. Um it's called Dead love and Man's brains. Party. Dead Man's Party. Okay. This is what I bring to the Dead Man's Party. Um, Love and Brains by Jimmy Ray and Jessica Brooks. Jimmy Ray Davis, sorry. Coffin nails couldn't keep them apart. Death was just something you gained. They would lovingly share a fresh heart, but inevitably fight over the brain. Tearing pieces of the cerebellum, sinking rotted teeth in dura matter, licking feverishly along the brain stem. Not a morsel left to scatter. Soon their flailing, tattered limbs would claw for the last of the prize. Compassion was devoid in the dead, yet there was love in their cloudy eyes. No vision required when entrails intertwine, shivers down a proverbial spine. Together they sucked vertebrae until it shines. Is this love story devoid of a mind? Together they'll play their undead game for all is fair in love and brain. And peace. Wow. That was awesome. Thank you. You get cool points for reading something spooky. Yeah, unfortunately, and again, it was 
your awesome ideas. I, I, if I had been a little bit more inspired, I, I would have definitely taken one of those and went with it. But it's hard to time writing anything. <laughs> it's not too late. Sorry, you what? can still do it and read it next week. Yeah. Oh, I can. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'll let um, everybody else go. It's time for the real poet. <laughs> I just get a kick out of that. Michael, um, I'm going to wring your neck. People are saying that all the time. You're all real poets. <laughs> that's my biggest, that's the, what the curse of the Speakeasy Cafe is, the real comment, comment, or the real poet comment. Yeah. Okay, you can find me at uh, Facebook. Poetry Brook with an E, and um, and you can count on me donating money to to and remember to somebody from myself and from Fawny, my dog, because I'm inspired. She was inspired by T.S. Eliot's donation. <laughs> Dogs love poetry. That is yes. the truth, you guys. If you don't believe me, get a book of poetry out and read a poem to your dog and see what happens. Seriously. That's your poetry challenge for the month. Read a poem to your dog and watch what happens. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, all right. I was listening to all the spooky stuff, and I just, I, I just want to tell you guys that poem you read was absolutely creepy as all hell. I couldn't believe that you, that I was like, wow, she's good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, sweetheart. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. All right. Talk to you soon, love. Love. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Where did it go? Jessica. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 702, the master of fright, the bringer of light, the man in the dark who... Is as rough as tree bark? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nyla, Jimmy Ray Davis. Oh, my goodness. How exciting to be here tonight for the Dead Man's Party. Uh, I don't know. if I, I'm trying to figure what's what's a bigger holiday, Halloween or Dead Man's Party. It's close. It, it, it's knotted up. Um, and I will say this. I will say uh, your, your creepy stalker poem, probably creepier than anything I've ever read. Or, or oh, I don't know about top. that. You got the top spot there. Oh yeah, you're great. Uh, Kieran was uh, he was he, he sent me a message. He's listening in, and oh, he, he creeped him out. He, you got him scared. He's gonna have nightmares tonight. Um, but <laughs> Why is, do you think I'm so single, uh, you guys? <laughs> <laughs> it is the dead man's party, so we have to have a little musical intro. It's a dead man's party. Who could ask for more? Everybody's coming, leave your body at the door, leave your body and soul at the door. All right, now let's take it. Okay. Well, yeah, tried. you don't want me um, to sing. <laughs> I kind of do. I kind of do. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to just do the one tonight. It's really long. If if it, if it ends up going quicker than we think and you, and you want another uh, not as long one, let me know. Otherwise, one is good. I'm excited to hear what everybody brings. Had a blast writing Love and Brains with Jessica. She is just uh, an absolute 
brilliant poet in her own right, and it's always a treat to work with her. So it was great. Yeah, that's the second one I've heard her read that she's done with you, and you guys actually write very well together. I'm impressed. Well, it's it should be. I'm I'm hoping it, it it's almost like a, I don't want to say a lesson, but it, it's a really good piece of advice for all of us. Uh, Jessica had had made a comment that she had was was stuck. She was just you know. And so I, I was busy. I was in the middle of a video. I was in the middle of doing something. I was, yep, forget it. Threw all that aside, messaged her, and said, hey, that's right, something. And we wrote that last one, and then, and then this one came about. So, you know, always be there for your fellow poet. Might need them sometime, and, and it really does yield some wonderful results. Absolutely. I'm so proud of you. Well, I'm proud of you, Nyla. And I'm so proud of you. I brought one of your favorite word machinist classics. And that would be the multi-layered. Maybe you, last time I read this, I think you wanted me to get a, a short film or, or, or try to turn this into a theatrical production. But this one is <clears throat> called Mimic. You're lying. No, Sam. I am telling the truth. I don't believe you. Okay, little brother. When the clock strikes midnight. Whoa. What will happen? Mimic will be in your closet, Sammy. No! Yes, you will hear him rustling and scraping. No, Billy, please. Good night, Sammy. Good night. Click. Out went the light. It's going to be a long night. God damn you, Billy. Why did you play that joke years ago? It still seems like yesterday. Blood dagger drip, drip, flipped out, mind tripped on sanity's time to unwind. Murder one, murdering son, hurting the fear, blurting scream, terror finds. 11.59, time stands still, I'm praying it stops. No, no, no. 12 o'clock, I hear the rustling in the closet and scraping on the walls. 12.02, Billy, Billy, wake up. I see his bed empty. I shudder, hiding these covers. 12.05, I hear Billy's voice in the closet. Blood runs cold. Sammy! Oh, God, Sammy! Mimic's got me! Help me! 12.06, no. No, this can't be real. But Billy is still calling. My will turns to steel. 12.09, slithering from bed, I take my brother's buck knife. From the shelf, creep to the closet, a mere ghost, myself. 12-11, oh God, oh God, oh God, I can't do this. Yeah, I slide the door open, knife in my fist. 12-12, peering into the gloom, I see the image of Mimic as I creep. His arms reach for me, so I sink the knife deep. Oh, Billy, I miss you so much. Now 20 years have gone by, kneeling at your grave, I can do nothing but cry. December 18th, 1988, Milburn Tribune. Apparently, a prank gone awry has resulted in the death of a youngster by the hands of his own brother. Last night, Billy Kilmer was fatally stabbed by his younger brother, Sammy, as he hid in the closet trying to scare him. The younger brother was deeply traumatized and in a state of shock as authorities gathered evidence and secured the scene. 
Billy Kilmer died shortly after arriving at Silent Hospital from a single knife wound to the chest. His last words were cryptic and incomprehensible to hospital staff. They were, tell Sammy, tell my little brother that Mimic is real. Watch out for, for, and then he died. Authorities have not yet been able to talk to young Sammy as he has been unresponsive to this point. We will keep you updated on new developments in the story. Yeah, they updated me all right. In a loony bin for crazy kids. I did five years in the worst place for what they say I did. Oh, yes, I did kill my brother. Of that, I am most sure. But after I plunged in the blade, I heard Mimic's laughter. Impure. Billy, my brother, I love you. In death, may you find peace. I must go back to our home to exercise the beast. Silent Hospital Sanitarium Basement Level. Animal screams, naked lunge, skulking shadow, needle plunge, shambling gate, patient pain, steel, vice grip, weird and stain, rusty cage, scattered scraps, tainted water, lithium traps, mommy red, daddy blue, sorry Billy for killing you. No closet to that vile place, but I could sense mimic there. In every dead-eyed nurse, in every insane vacant stare, he had followed me in to writhe in my dismay, awaiting my release so that we could play. Jason Voorhees never scared me much, nor old Bill from Temple Hollow. Even that freak with the white mask was easy enough to swallow. But Mimic was real, wasn't he? The odor of an abandoned house is one you'll not easily forget. The aroma of lost memories, the stench of past regrets. Dripping faucet, stagnant sink, thuds like heartbeats in my brain. The liquid is a crimson black, like a dirty, miserable rain. I creep upon the old stairway that leads to my old room. The dust mites have settled in, the shadows in familiar gloom. Mimic is rustling in the closet, unmistakable to my ear. I walk on an adult's legs, but the child inside trembles fear. Sliding back the cracked mirror door, the monster can no longer hide. With the same buck knife in my fist, I venture forth inside, and all of a sudden, I'm falling. Oh, God. Blackness. Endless black pit. And I'm falling fast indeed until I slam into the bottom of it. But in instead, I'm flying. Wait, what is this? Over the children's graveyard behind Silent Hospital, where the tombstones are but shards. And the sky is red. And I am dead. I am dead. Oh my God, it, it was me. I felt so bad for my brother's guilt that I took his place in this stitched madness quilt. I am free. Hello, my name is Billy. I killed my brother Sam. Tried to play a prank on me. Now forever I am damned. He never would have done it if I hadn't scared him so with made-up stories of a monster which made his fear just grow. Finally having enough, he hid and lay in wait. I killed him thinking Mimic had arrived from Hell's Gate. 
I must end the nightmares, the fake facade of this curse. I will go into that closet and prove it was just a verse. There was never a mimic, for monsters are not real. I will enter the murder scene to absolve the pain I feel. Wish me luck, my friends, as I venture deep inside to prove that the beast I created was always only in my mind. It, it's dark in here. What is that? What? Oh, dear God, no! December 18th, 2008, Milburn Tribune. In a strange twist of fate, the body of Billy Kilmer was found in the closet of his old room in his childhood home. The 30-year-old was the victim of an apparent heart attack. This was the same closet where 20 years ago, Billy killed his younger brother, Sammy, as a result of a childhood prank gone terribly wrong. Authorities ascertained that two decades of guilt must have driven Billy to revisit his family's abandoned home. Nothing at the scene indicates foul play, but authorities were mystified by one thing. Reports indicate that a hidden trap door was found in the floor of the boy's closet, beneath which was an earthen tunnel leading straight down into the darkness with no apparent bottom. Preliminary reports indicate animal-like claw marks etched into the tunnel sides. We will keep you updated on this bizarre unfolding of events. You're lying. No, Sam. Telling the truth. I don't believe you. Uh, okay, little brother, have it your way. What if, what if Mimic comes for you, Billy? Can't scare me, Sammy. Oh yeah. Maybe at midnight, he'll come for you. Sure he will, Sammy. Let me guess, he'll be rustling and scraping? Maybe. Good night, Sammy. Good night, Billy. Hey, hey, Billy? What, Sammy? No matter what happens, I love you. I love you too, little brother. Love you too. And peace. Wow. Wow. Have you recorded that one yet? Yeah, I've recorded it. It'll be actually um, re-releasing in oh, a few days. So, do you think you could get your boys to read the parts of the two boys? You play the narrator. I could, but, I could, but their voices are all as deep as mine now. Maybe when they were younger, I could have. <laughs> I know, and they were little itty-bitty things that I met you. They were just babies, and now they left like pubic hair and stuff. When did that happen? I was looking at pictures, and I'm thinking, dang, that guy's cute. Fuck, get your eyes off of him. They're good-looking boys. Well, they got it from their mom, you know. They were babies when I met them. Babies. It's been a long time. Long time. 17 years. Actually, longer. I've known you longer than the show's been on the air. So, yeah. Absolutely. You guys make pretty babies. So, well, see, I, I think it would be really cool if you could actually direct this, even if it's just an audio production. If you could get some people to play the parts and direct it and coach them through, tell them how you want them to read it, 
piece it together, edit it together. That needs to be done. You can't just do a plain recording on this one. I've told you that before, that, you know, as you're reading it, I'm, Wait, I'm watching it play out in video. But even if it's just a video production. Like my, you like my various voice uh, vocal parts? I do, but I want to see what you would do. You know that I do. Don't even go there. I'll have to come whoop your butt. But, but, I can find some little kids. That you know what I mean? Right I want to see what you would do with that. <laughs> I don't feel so yeah, bad not thinking your boys are cute. Stay away from the junior high. <laughs> but, you know, it's, maybe if someone has some kids or whatever, but I would love to see what you would do directing something like that, working with people and directing it. Well, you know what? I've said it before. I've got plenty of uh, stories, including your favorite Wildwood, that we get the right people involved. We get those suckers adapted, and who knows? Sky's the limit. That is absolutely true. I think it would be fun. You need us to start up like a production company, like a theater company, but a production company on the air. Like, you'll figure it out. Definitely something out. <laughs> so, do you have another one that's a little bit shorter? Uh, yeah, I'll do this. Uh, this is Niwala, and which is Halloween spelled backwards. Deep inside the heart of darkness, on another plane of time, there's a world where monsters live, a world devoid of crime. They drive cars just like us and live in cities and tracked homes. Sometimes they even take the bus. Their world mirrors our own. The vampires live on Crestview Hill. They only come out at night. Mummies are in their sarcophagi, and the ghouls are a wicked sight. Witches fly on broomsticks, familiar as black cats. Zombies shamble along the strand with madmen in top hats. Goblins prowl the countryside. Warlocks pace the scene. And the monster children all await the eve of Halloween. For on this magic wicked night, they gather at the gate. One by one they cross dimensions, their desires for to sate. They cannot wait to have fun and tread with earthen feet, door to door with human kids to shout out trick or treat. They collect all their candy and bring it home to eat. There they refine the product into a ghastly bloody treat. So when you open that door and the costumed kids all squeal, remember that among the masks, some of them are real. Life is transdimensional, high, low, and in between. There are 365 dimensions, and all have a Halloween. And peace. I love that one so much. It sounds like a good Yeah, the little monster kids. <laughs> Absolutely loved both of them. I need you to tell everyone how they can find all the stuff you're doing i'm ready to do that because it's almost time to bring on the other poets how about that that works that i can said, handle that with that said with that said we absolutely love and adore mr michael todd and i hope he's coming up soon i am jimmy ray davis you can find me on tiktok and instagram under the name word machinist on Facebook, my poetry page is Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. Nyla, thank you so much. The show is awesome. It's going almost 17 years now, and I absolutely love being part of it. Thank you so much. 
<laughs> You're very welcome, sweetheart. Appreciate you. Fantastic contributions to tonight's Dead Man's Party. Thanks, Lala. You have a good night. Love you. Love you too, sweetie. Okay. Our next caller comes from... As I get this one muted. Muted. Okay. Next caller, we have 276. Or no, yeah, 276 followed by 419. Where'd 419 go? Where's 419? Oh, he's done. Did your call drop? I'm bringing 419 in order, which is right after 276. So if you didn't want to read, just let me know if you don't want to come on yet. Okay. Why can I still hear Jimmy? Jimmy, are you still there? I'm hearing, like, really weird noises. Okay, anyway... Oh, I know what it is. All right. So, okay. 276, you are on the air. Hi, Nyla. It's Dixie. How are you doing? Hey, Dixie. I'm doing great, honey. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Uh, I'm in kind of a precarious spot because, you know, uh, landing behind Jimmy Ray Davis. How? How? (laughs) How? How, how does somebody do that? I don't I know. I don't know. Uh, pretty amazing, uh, huh? Uh, we'll give it, it is pretty amazing. Uh, he is pretty amazing. He is uh, one of the sweetest people I know. And uh, he's he's just been uh, an angel in disguise. And... Uh, I'm proud to say that he is my buddy, and I just love him to pieces. So, uh, but not tonight, really, because he's made it kind of impossible. I'm like, let me go behind anybody but Jimmy Ray. <laughs> anybody but Jimmy. Sweetheart, you can hold your own against any lineup in the world. Don't even go there. You are well, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, thank you, Nyla. Thank you so much. Um, I don't really have spooky, spooky poems, but uh, I have one, uh, and I need to go ahead and say that it might be uh, a trigger for some people. And so, uh, you know, I want to put that out there because it's uh, uh, it might be a trigger for me. Uh, we'll see. I've never read it out loud, so... Uh, Let's just hope and pray to the uh, ghouls and goblins that I make it through it. But, uh, it, you know, some monsters are real. Nyla, I'm sure you know all about that, right? And, uh, Absolutely. So that's what this is about. <laughs> and it's called uh, Amnesiac Monsters. Had a vampire scouted the sunless countryside, tempted by twilight's beckoning hours, craving my tender skin and souls of roots, messed inside as famous fangs, desiring to devour iron offerings of my jugular. My rebuking crucifix and clothes of garlic would refuse his heart's purpose, and I would, in giggling delight, witness his descending back to piles of mortal ash. Had a werewolf barked in the hollow howling under a clouded moon of lunacy, crooning diatribes and disembowelment, his senses upset by the sin of my fear. I'd release several rounds from Papa's revolver, leaving Wolfman to make his resolve. Denuded 
of absolution, retribution for ill-mannered intentions. Had Mella monsters sought exile under my bed, I'd bring them water, keep them fed, earning loyalty. They would hedge me, allay my fear, my dread. My sleepy head would sink into my foam pillow, surrendering to comfort cool lullabies, bedtime rhymes by sprites of slumber. And for once, I would rest the night through, knowing your innards would be ripped to shreds if you inched and inched towards tattered threads of my nightgown. Little girls do not bear defense against slow, senseless nights of penetrating insanity. Our white flags wave goodbye as our humanity granulates into decimation neath the weighted thrust of grown men who peel the wings away from unblemished angels. Grown men wrenching themselves inside, impervious to hushed tears, born of torturous pain as they restrain tiny wrists, desecrating and staining soft sheets with repugnant relief, leaving no place for we ragdolls beneath them to misplace our choking, unspoken fear. The vitiated cries oozes from between bruised sides, lingering in squeaky puddles, puddles wandered away come daylight by bleach, an ancient Chinese secret. Self-loathing then strewn, thrown across tight wires, seized in, seized into our skin, bone deep in slaps of flat sheets at the mercy of malignant Zephyr. Shame is sundrenched, but never dried as his guiltless conscience hangs outside on the clothesline. <laughs> A little girl's chassis stripped asunder, went spiraling into the pendulous nether, tugged under by raging tsunamis. We devolve into dissonance evolving into small remnants of women formed by shards of shattered innocence, impugned by sugar and spice, molded by squalid hands, according to blueprints designed by amnesiac monsters. Ones wear monikers, and we learn early on that we must address them as daddy. <laughs> That's the end. <laughs> That's the end of it. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry, man. That's that rough. Out. How vulnerable. Damn. Sixty. Yeah. that was powerful and intense and brave. That was, uh, that was the first time I read that. And, uh, 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 thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, uh, I think we're as sick as our secrets, and I think that we heal by sharing our stories. And, uh, you know, I just uh, uh, have been a sponge for so long, for so much, that, uh, you know, uh, my main purpose in life right now is to wring myself out and uh, to, uh, to be whole. Uh, and so uh, this came to me uh, 
it started out really as a uh, piece about monsters, you know, and uh, I wanted to write something about Halloween. And that's just not the direction uh, the poem went into. And uh, it was hard to write. <laughs> and it was a little bit hard to read. Uh, but thank you. Thank you for letting me read it. Mm, sorry. I think I'm okay. Oh, wow. Uh, I have another. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I just hope that... Uh, Anybody who reads that or hears that uh, knows that other people out in the world, you know, know what that is and that there's uh, hope for healing, you know. So uh, I have another piece. It's kind of Halloween-themed and uh, a lot less heavy than uh, the one I just read. Uh, (coughs) Pardon me. It's, uh, It's called Big Bad. Prowling predator, you woolen wolf, terrorizing grandmas and little girls with red hoods, along shortcuts through woods, off to give their grandmas goodies. But I do not wear a little red hood, and you should know for your own good, my left hand points the way out of the trail out of these woods. Get while the getting's good, because I've been warned by old wives, beware of big bad. It is my coppice, you disgrace. You, sir, are out of place, wrong space for your bloodlust, avarice. Your fangs are showing, those lungs are blowing, sending blood-curdling screeches on the midnight wind. Flee, rabid mongrel. Flee as quickly as you can. See, I know these woods like the back of my hand. I hunt for fun. Lone wolf, pack of one, heed these wise words. Leave and do not turn back. Take your pack on the run. I will finish what thou hast begun. And break no sweat, right hand steady on the ready, holding my wolf hunting Winchester. You may be terrifying, fable legend of lore, but I will huff and puff and kick in your door, locked and loaded, itching to untwine your awful, bloody banquet of gore, left for gluttonous rats to adore. Best cat, there she go wrong, you tarry too long. Trust me, no one gonna write songs about you. Seek you should find your best of mine now, and go on. These ain't the pines for your pissing, nor your groaning and hissing round here. Wolves wind up missing. And, sweetie, I ain't whistling Dixie. My trigger finger, hair trigger all its own. One last time, I caution you gingerly. I do not aim to injure. Your heart is lukewarm. Mine chills to the bone. Shivery as stone. And my aim, big bad, dead on. Shoot now, go on. Or won't be too much longer, lest I commence to commencing mounting your hideous head on my wall. In peace. I love that till I mount your head on my wall. For some for some strange Thank reason, you. that just resonates with me. <laughs> well, you know, I met with my share of monsters and. Uh, you know, I uh, 
I come from a family of hunters. I don't. I don't hunt. I've got one hunting story, and it ended up with me uh, running away and crying like a little girl. <laughs> uh, you know, but I don't have a problem with uh, the men who did. But uh, they taught us all, you know, how to aim and pull the trigger, and you never shoot to injure. And uh, I don't know. I was just feeling... I I don't know how I was feeling that day, but uh, uh, I wanted to end on that piece uh, because, uh, you know, clearly I didn't want to end on the first one. Uh, But anyway, thank you for letting me read. You're always so kind to me. I appreciate it. (laughs) You did an amazing job on both of those. I am very impressed. And, you know, especially one that's hard to read, you know, that when I, you know when I said that one was very brave, it was very emotional. Well, I uh, I had tried, you know. I mean, I read it out loud in preparation for the show, and uh, you know, I don't know if you're like I am, but if I'm doing it just like for practice or whatever, it's like kind of rote, and you just kind of go through it, trying to get through it, you know, and put the emphasis on the right syllable. (laughs) uh, So, you know, I kind of detach myself. But when I'm reading, uh, and and I know I'm reading and people are listening, it's like this, uh, I don't know. I can't explain it, but it's like uh, that's when it comes, you know. But that's when that emotion that, that you write with comes out for me is uh is when I'm delivering uh and reading for uh for other people. So uh I I I got through it a lot better than I thought. <laughs> uh I appreciate you being patient and let me get through that one. Well it was a pleasure to hear. I'm really glad you chose to share it, so thank you. Thank you. I am at the World According to Dixie Malin on both Instagram and Facebook. And I will shut up and let the next people go. You never have to shut up. Thank you. <laughs> Ever. Thank you, Nyla. Uh, You're welcome, you. honey. Uh, I, I hope you get lots of treats for Halloween. <laughs> Depends on how many kids I can knock over. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> I I want to come to your house. <laughs> I will help you, girl. <laughs> I'm still on the porch I'm with a bucket full popcorn. of water balloons and just there's, you don't get a treat. Here's your trick, black. <laughs> I'm so mean. I would never really do that, you guys. <laughs> Me either. Wink, wink. (laughs) Too funny. All right, Dixie. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Great job tonight. Thank you, darling. You have a good Halloween, okay? You as well. Be safe. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Our next caller. So funny. I think Halloween brings out the worst in me, right? (laughs) Okay, our next caller comes from area code 419. I'm going to run down here and see if he jumped out of line on purpose. 419, are you with me? 
I am. Thank you. Did your call drop? No, I accidentally pressed the button on my Bluetooth and it shut the phone off. I called right back. Oh, okay. Well, see, that's why I write everything down at the beginning of the show because that would Thank suck to spend the you know, fourth caller and you had know, to wait until the 24th. You are creepy as hell. <laughs> I'm what? You are creepy as hell. I just, when you played your little bit before the show, holy mm. cow. <laughs> it had a very um, bone collector chili feel to it. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Very well done. Thank you. <laughs> oh, gee whiz. Um, so I didn't think I'd be here this week. I thought I was be on the road already for whatever reason. Um, I remember. So I read my I read my um, haunted speakeasies last week. But I know week, I remember you read it last week. This week I am going to introduce you to the evil Jebediah. There's a wailing rat just out there. You know, just out there on the other side of that hill. And when you go out there on that other side of that hill, you will see nothing but the beautiful flowers, the trees, all the natural surroundings. Yet still, you will hear the wailing man's cries that haunt the air around you. Ah, ah, all you're going to hear. Like the screams of someone trapped and burning. There's a, they tell to terrify the young children about the cries of the ghost of the old wailing man who drank the blood, the very essence of their, their very life force from the young nearby kids. The elders told these tales, you see, to keep them children of theirs from wandering off too far, you see, legend has it. About 170 years ago, an ugly, wicked man, the town folk called Old Man Jebediah, was found to have a taste of pure, untarnished juvenile blood. He was a predator of sorts, and as the children of the little town of Grindelwald began to go missing, it didn't take too long for the town folk to start pointing their fingers and accusing each other, just as small towns do in the events of something traumatic. A chaos arose as they all desperately searched for answers. They had a town meeting to figure out something, but nothing got accomplished, and the town people would start outraged and fighting. Little Tommy, son of Mary, and John Steiner hollered out loudly from below the chaotic crowd. Listen up, everybody. I know who it is that took all of the children because I was one of them, the one and only to make a successful escape from him. And he pointed out the town hall's big entrance windows, the hill by the woods and the stream. There were four of us out of the twelve who were captured who were willing to try to escape. And the old man, Jebediah, who lives on the other side of that hill, just past the edge of town, snatched us up as we were playing on the edge of the Bristol Forest where stream runs and brings us crawdads by the hundreds, Tommy said with innocent excitement. 
The townspeople got impatient as they scowled down at the boy, waiting for the rest of his side of the story. The boy continued on with great detail about how old man Jebediah was an evil monster, and he threw all the kids down in a hole in the ground. He would feed us once a day, explained young um, Tommy. And it was nothing more than scraps of beef bristle and chunks of raw meat. And once every two days, he would send out a bucket of, I don't know, smell of horse piss for all of us kids to drink. And Tommy began to break down and cry as he continued to tell the accounts before his daring escape. And the fate that came of the others, he said, once every week, the old man would send out a hoist and make us choose which child would go next. We never saw them again. We only heard their screams until he broke their necks. Poor Tommy began to shiver and fear and trauma filled his tears and the eyes. And his teeth began to chatter, and his face turned pale, and his knees buckled, his sweat poured from him profusely. Make the hole, back away from the boy, shouted out a strong but caring woman's voice. It was Adria Jansen, the Grindelwald librarian. She caught the boy as if almost collapsed, and Adria yelled out, Someone get this poor boy some water to give him some space. Before she ended up in Grindelwald, Adria Jansen was an army nurse. One must wonder what brought such a person to such a place. Adrian knelt down beside the boy, her eyes filled with compassion and dismay. She had heard stories of the old man's evil ways, but never could she have ever imagined what would come next in little Tommy's story if she asked what came of the other children, and Tommy looked up at her, begging him not to make him continue. Tommy, my dear, Tommy, my dear, she said so gently, your story has Filled our hearts with dread. We'll find that old man and make him pay for the evil deeds that he has done. He will pay. The townsfolk gathered together carrying the most dangerous things they could find. Their eyes ablaze with vengeance, with hate. They armed themselves with torches and with pitchforks and marched towards that hill where that wicked old man stayed. The old man stood tall and lanky upon his front porch with straw stuck out his lips. His laughter <laughs> echoed through the night sky. He saw the townsfolk coming with their torches brightened. He knew that this town had found out what he had done and what kind of monster he was. The townsfolk were not afraid, but filled high with rage. So there he stood, blood-stained against old Jebediah's face as he gnashed his teeth and smiled the devil's grin from ear to ear. Come get me, you sons of bitches. I ain't going nowhere. The first half of the angry town spoke, led by Sam and Betty Hatch, marched right up that hill and down the other side, chanting, that old man's going to die tonight. The second half followed close behind, hauling ropes and chains of every kind. Rowdy Barnes took lead and marched right up to Jebediah as he stood there talking Rowdy to come closer and take his best shot. Rodney swung a southpaw hook that didn't even phase that old man as his face just twisted into an evil shape. Here he came. Here came the next and final group. So they marched each step a drum beat, their faces stern, their fists clenched tight. The air was thick with tension, a small injustice, a night of reckoning for old man Jebediah's fate. As they crossed the hill, the old man's cattle sent 
shivers down their spine, unsettling but clear. But they pressed on, their hearts full of purpose and memory of their children, their eyes filled with rage and tears. They reached this cabin, his windows glowing thickly. It looked like a place where death would dwell. Betty Haskin forward, strong and tall, her voice unwavering. Jebediah, for your sins, we'll see you in hell. Old Jebediah looked at him with eyes like dark caverns, a perverse joy oozed from his very soul. Suddenly the air shifted, and from one within the crowd, a soft voice spoke, a voice gentle but bold. It was that Adrian Jackson standing firm but composed. I pray we take him alive, make him answer for each crime, for every soul he's stolen. And every life he's ruined, he shall know suffering till the end of time. The crowd murmured and whispered disagreement. They shouted out, that evil monster needs to burn tonight for what he has taken from us and done to our youth. And the others shouted out in agreement. The tension split the crowd in a fissure of morality, dividing those who sought cold justice from who sought pure vengeance. And as they argued, Jebediah chuckled, his laughter full of cruelty, and as he savored the discord, his vile spirit would not bend. But then Mary Steiner stepped forward. You remember the mother of Tommy. Her blaze, her voice, her eyes were blazed, and her voice was a whip that cracked the air. That beast is stolen from us. Broken the lives and hearts, I say, let him taste this fire. Let him drown in our despair. The words hit home and the crowd resolved cemented. A, co- a, a collection of consciousness, their decision was reached, and if moved by some dark symphony, the anger now augmented. They seized old man Jebediah, his face twisted like a beast. Sam asked the torch, and his hands unflinching, his eyes are hard as stone. And as the fire kissed the whip, the night itself seemed to grow. They set the monster ablaze. He screamed that what felt like forever. For they had offended the children on the foundation of peace would be built. Yet his Jebediah form crumbled and his ashes scattered in the wind. An eerie silence fell upon them, a heaviness from within. His body was now dismembered and his malevolence lingered still. A shadowy race of lingering hate, a void they could never fill. Weeks turned into months, and life, <clears throat> life tried to move on, but the wailing cry still echoed in every. Even though Jebediah was gone, children no longer played near the hill, no longer fished by the pond or the stream, for the spirit of old man Jebediah had tainted their very dreams. They say nowadays, if you Walk past the hill late at night, you might hear a chilling wail, an unholy rite, a haunting sight that fills the air with dread. Jebediah's story is told to every new generation in this town, a grim tale of warning truth. <clears throat> of darkness that will forever haunt old man Jebediah may be gone, but his darkness still lingers, a malevolent echo on the hill where innocence was once spilled. Please. Damn. That was a lot to read. That, 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 was, <laughs> that was a surprise 
Like, where the heck did that come from? Oh, no. I've been coming up with weird stories lately. Well, you can't blame it on the poem you heard me read. No, no. No, I wrote this two weeks ago. I'm not even sure where it came from. (laughs) That was pretty incredible. Perfect for tonight's show. I, I messed up towards the end quite a bit because my throat started drying up. <clears throat> well, you did a fantastic reading it, so thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I am Rebel Jones. You can find me here at Nyland every Thursday. Um, once in a while on Facebook. Most of the time on TikTok lately. Um, you can find me on TikTok at Rebel P. Jones, posted by Rebel Jones. Uh, YouTube, Poetry by Rebel P. Jones, Madman Productions, and yeah. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey, fantastic job. I am so glad you were able to be here tonight. And you're down there in Florida with your mom, right? No, 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 no. I'm in Michigan. I had to prolong my stay because my youngest is on a heart, a heart murmur. So I wasn't able to get him into the um, cardio doctor until the 7th. So I'm staying in town until the 7th. And that's his appointment. Why was I thinking you were with your mom? Uh, Huh? I said, why was I thinking you were with your mom? Because I was supposed to be on my way to Utah to my mother's. Oh, that's why. Okay, good. I do pay attention to you. I I had to extend my stay here at home. Um, for my son's doctor's appointment, and then I'm gonna leave the day, the day after that. Cool. So All right, my dear. Just a couple weeks, I guess. Oh damn. <laughs> I I think I can handle that. I think I'm good. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come visit with you and all that good stuff. (laughs) Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. You get me all flustered. (laughs) As all hypnotized in your poem, that's what it was. Wondering if that guy was going to come get me or not. I um, have to do some editing for that, but I'd like to for real, for real, make that a whole story thing that I that I can like submit somewhere and publish. I can get you the name of the crime journal I submitted mine to. Ooh, that would be cool. Does it have to be based on true crime though? Because this was not a true story of any sort. I just made this up. Well, I'm not climbing in people's windows and cutting their hair while they're sleeping either. <laughs> oh no, you sounded pretty convincing. I know, right? I told you I scared yeah. me and made a friend come over. I was a little creepy. I was like, you know, Nada used to be hot, but she's a little creepy now, too. <laughs> <laughs> you like it. <laughs> I was a little scared of her. <laughs> nah. All right, so sweetheart. 
I appreciate you. Have fun down there. Be safe on your trip, and hopefully we'll get to talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. I'll be here. All right, hon. Thank you. Thank you for waking up today. Bye. <laughs> Bye, baby. All right. Now let's jump up here and grab. So we had two. We have, okay, I'm going to give the next three now. We have uh, 573, 832, and 219 are our next three. We did lose. Where's 850? The lineup was supposed to be 850's next. Wow, there's, I think I've got little, like, Halloween gremlins on my board. I'm going by my... I am going by my sheet where I wrote everybody down at the beginning of the show in the lineup. I'm going to check with Rich. Eight five zero, are you there, hon? Yes, ma'am. I'm here. How are you doing, Miss Alice? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Did your call drop? Uh, no, ma'am. I've been on. Oh, I've been on the whole time. Huh, you must have pressed one because you were like the fourth caller. Caller, and then after you we have uh-huh. Mike. Is Mike still there? Michael's still there. Okay. Oh, this board is I'll so weird. So weird tonight. Yeah, I've got you. I got you right down. You're right where you're supposed to be. But I wanted to check because now you're at the bottom of the board instead of at the top like you were. So I just wanted to make oh. sure you didn't pull yourself out because you were doing something. So, okay, awesome. Hi, hon. Oh, I was debating bailing. The pieces are so epic tonight. My little hiccups don't have any place here. But, uh, but oh, baloney! Uh, don't make me come yeah, over there. I, uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I'm, I'm just I'm blown away with uh, what everybody shared tonight. Uh, sorry. Uh, probably gonna have some radio interference tonight. There ain't nothing I can do about it. But uh, I like it. Anyway, I don't really do. Uh, I don't really do. I don't do. I don't do scary or anything like that. But I do have. Uh, 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 I do have uh, some. I guess kind of dark ones. Uh, I was thinking about. Okay, and just so, just so you know, ignore uh-huh. the radio behind you. It's not as loud as you probably think it is. So just okay. ignore it. We know it's we know it's there. It's going to be fine, and don't worry about it. It's fine. It's it's annoying to me because so many people they want to hear themselves talk. Oh, uh, but uh. One I figured I would share. I can't remember if I've read this one before. I don't. I don't. Remember. But the first thing I'll share is called Dreamwalking Sirens. My dreamwalking siren of nevermore hours wore slippers of moonlight as she gathered her flowers. The smallest impressions of yesterday's fairy tale, false memories sweetly stitched, of the solitude I wear. Sunflower ruffles and spotted buds abound, a final love letter carved into marble on the ground. 
Beneath the frosted orchard where fingers did entwine, a fitful slumber now will sigh in the grave right beside mine. Envy. That's a good one for tonight. Okay. Well, thank you, ma'am. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Oh. Let's see. What was the... What held the other one? Uh, oh, I'm, I'm about as I'm about as organized as the Keystone Cops. Probably yeah, dating myself with that reference. Probably dating myself with that reference. Anyway, uh, let's see. Da, da, da. I don't have my title here. I think I titled this one. Oh. Uh, Words die on my breath. I believe that's what I titled it. Helpless and hanging, choked in silence, words die on my breath. I dress my bones in a weary skin, pocked in thistle that acneed agony. Roses were not for me to gather. Tide me in walls of solitude as angels and demons vigorously toast, watering my grave with the wine they spill. In peace. Wow. I haven't read I like that it. one in a while. I'm double clutch on that one. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I loved your piece, by the way. Uh, that was cool. I didn't scare you? Uh, no. no. But, uh, I liked it. I liked it. Good. <laughs> awesome. Well, both of those were awesome reads, sweetheart. I'm so glad that you were able to call in tonight. I'm so glad well, that you were able to be here. I was worried how this traffic list was going to time out traffic-wise. I'm about to turn in, inbound in the Houston Chip Channel here in about 15 minutes. The second busiest intersection in the world behind Singapore. So I was probably going to have to go. But... Uh, Looks like I'm only okay. Okay. I'm but, glad we got you on when we did. Yes, ma'am. Uh, anyway, uh, happy Halloween to everyone. And the I'm going to keep listening as long as I can. The pieces are really epic. And uh, just loving it. We uh, appreciate you, sweetheart. All social media. Oh, sorry. Yeah, all my social media is Dead Society Poet uh, because I'm lazy and couldn't think of a better name. Uh, Facebook, most active on Instagram, but Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, I refuse to call it X, and uh, TikTok. But uh, y'all, I'm... Uh, I am working on, uh, just beginning to work on my next book, which will be called Dreaming with My Back Against the Wall. And uh, hopefully it will be out in November. Very cool. I love love the the title of it. Thank you, ma'am, very much. I'm stuck between Dreaming with My Back Against the Wall or The Silent Sound of Stubborn Colors. Couldn't make my mind up, so I guess the next one will be silent, sound of stubborn color. 
<laughs> I like it, too. Now, titles of books are very important. People say don't judge a book by its cover, but the fact of it is is that we absolutely do. You know, think about the books when you go to a bookstore. You know, pay attention to the books you pick up. Your covers are important. Your titles are important. Well, uh, I will certainly judge a book by the cover. Uh, I uh, just a few years ago, I started getting interested in fantasy and stuff, and uh, I never read any besides Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. I'd never really read that stuff, and. Uh, I see this book and open this whole world to me, and I can't wait for the next book in the series. But it was called by a Wisconsin author named Patrick Rothfuss called Name of the Wind. And it was the coolest damn story. I am hooked, and I am ready to drive to Wisconsin and beat on his door and tell him to get the damn next book out. <laughs> uh, it's that good. It's get that busy, good. buddy. Yeah. That's your ass in the in the writing room. But anyway, uh great job everyone. I will get out of the way for the next one. And uh y'all uh, y'all have a good evening. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Great reads tonight, both of them. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Y'all, uh, y'all All right, hon. You too, sweetheart. Thank you. Hey, our next caller comes from area code. Make sure I'm going down the list. Two seven two seven three. Two seven three. You are on the air. It's five seven three, not two seven three. Five seven three. Five seven three. Five seven three. It's six six six. It's six six six. It's the number of the beast. What's up? Hey, Sam. How are you, honey? I am what I am, and I don't care what they say, that's what I am. <laughs> so, um, you know, I haven't had a phone for a week, and I still can't get into my Gmail, but I have some things here and there. So I'm going to give you some mind fuck because it's that time of the year, and a brand new one. Here we go. Works for me. This is Death for Tellings from Old Ghost. Escape into the now, becoming present. It will glide through an easier inertia, thrust lifetimes of lunacy, feeling so. Sometimes, a dirty mirror can introduce fate. Pathetic vibrations that mire progression, invoking plasma into corrosive advancement, streamlines the coax. On my raunchy complacence. Even Dinosaur Six got one up on class. Intolerable. My epicenter regurgitates deja vus. Inescapable cores of displacement cover longitudes. Weakened scenes, blown out expressways, vacancies, portals not snowed in. Yet broadcasting strange haze. Failing under such regressions, my pride not intact. Streamlining natural prophetic heresy on the barren track. Geared towards skid row placement from the reinstating shortfall as fact fiction. Under 
toxic placentas from which I submit. Crawl on footing of tears above majestic waves. Half a century sees the current slapping my face. Shine, drowning in infinite canisters, heavy its worth, burbled inside intrinsic doldrums, I swallow agape. Not a wise man, born under bright wattage, but I give failure its due. Posing the curbside atrocity to attempt regaining visual paths. Reacting on labored impositions where the surgical severed flesh. Suppose I find humility on fortune's relinquishing of normal jowls. Where those heinous instances of obsession and dreams. Dictating erroneous testament for short copy prose briefs. Once saw. Such court inquisitions break open black holes, somehow softening my reaction to those nude occurrences. Provision, proposition, chemical imbalance, and ornate laughter. <laughs> Just find restraint, five deep points of lost reason, laying golden carpet segues and dire paddle posterity. Saw the shuffling wobbles, burning crowns of acceptance. Not pleased by quiet and rampant echoes of carnal thoughts. Damn swiftly now it's flooded reliving of ghost stories told. Broke free from law. Passages come there. Disrupt whales. Wicked fog upon these waters and one these stone dead. Inundated past affliction. I paid much more than my soul. Cowering under specter shadows, escaping the foretelling. When the veil century cemetery hymns from the touch of old ghosts. Bakri Bin and Peace. That was awesome. Intense. I, I use that, I say that a lot with your writing. That was intense. Yeah, I'm limited in my access, so I thought that was creepy enough for us to do that. Mm-hmm. All right, so this next one, um, I just wrote tonight. Uh, it's, it's, it's forward the season. It is the season. So this is Hallow's Eve. It was a dark, warm, and ominous October. You thunk May. Being the, the barometer's pressure should set tries and lie one's senses to the burn. Like radioactive fallout, the air stagnant and clouds move in. Darkening an already bleak occurrence, tripping inverted crucifix, five, six, you won't sleep. Not tonight. As razors of electricity permeate the occulted cloaks of night. Speaking backwards incantations on demonic tongues, frothing mad ciphers. Discernment and the recognition of disemboweled carcasses strewn, sinew, sangrias, on drunken satanic lips, hell bent on diabrotic fury, denigrating bones. Into ash-filled nightmares of soliloquies, of severed appendages, and blood, 
spread the move as it then howls evil fang packs a wolf here serenading black catacombs under a starless merciless sky a newborn cries a sacrificial the offering unto sinister wolf sanguine rhythms that howl of the pack howls evil mockery breeze and peace wow that 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 was that was good. <laughs> that was a that was awesome for, the, for tonight. I mean, anything where anything gets disemboweled. I mean, how can you not like that, right? <laughs> and, 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 and newborns being sacrificed. I mean, come on, <laughs> gotta have that. <laughs> no. the youngest blood is the purest blood. <sighs> I mean, all right. Uh, everybody have fun. You so <laughs> deviantly blessed. Just a sinister spell. I'm the fuck out of here. Bye, hon. All right, Jen. Thank you so much, hon. Fantastic job Thank tonight. You. See you next week. I think he left. I think he's gone. What magic is this afoot? Okay. So, our next caller. What just happened there? I am having issues with my boards, guys, so just hang with me for a minute. Our next caller should be Michael. Michael, where are you? Why is my board so messed up? I think Michael should have been. This is weird. Okay. So, 731, you are on the air. Hi, Nala. Happy Halloween week. What's going on with my board? Did you get knocked off the air? Five times. Okay. All right. So, that must be what's going on. I don't care. I've had a great time listening. I'm having fun. <laughs> My sin. Making sure I got, I'm up to date. So next we should have Soldier Blue if he's still on here. And then Brother O will be after him. I'm going off my sheet on the... I'm going off my sheet that I wrote down. So Michael, it's good to hear from you. Do you have any amazing plans for Halloween? No, I'm going to be working that night. But, Are you? Yeah, like I am now. Work night. Hey, I was thinking while, you know, I had a little time to dwell on stuff. I was thinking about people that live in houses that end up being haunted houses in October. And uh, and wh- while that's going on, like, where do those people live? And, and uh, you know, if I lease my home out, somebody that would create mischief and mayhem under the guise of haunts and goblins, I would not take their tour, even if the ticket was free. <laughs> you don't want to know what's in your house? No, I don't I don't want to just wander through one night and remember all the stuff, you know. I wrote your haiku while I was waiting, too, with the objects in the sky. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. Wow, you did? Yeah. 
That makes called, me very happy. You know that, right? It's called abduction. I stargaze too long. Is duct tape symptom or cure? I'm bound to ride. That's it. Tacos are really short. <laughs> I like it. See, that's the e- that's the easy homework to do, right? Absolutely. <laughs> mhm. So anyway, Chris asked me last week. So he's going to read a Halloween poem. I said I've only got one ghost story, and it's twenty minutes long. So, so she wrote one for me. So, this is Chris's. Halloween poem from Mikey goes like, Chris wrote me this poem because I ran out of ghosts. The witches that played hosts lost their magic in all the rain. The bats chattered in the night trees about Mikey and how he turned a blind eye that wasn't spooky. What was an upstanding citizen and all-around great guy to do? Write some new poems. The goblins laughed. In peace. Thank you, Christian Chopek. I love you. <laughs> that one was short, too. I don't know if I should let you guys get away with this. I've got a short one. I've got one more thing. It's real short, okay? Okay. All right. I wrote this about my daughter, okay? Long time ago. Elizabeth knew that crossing the moat would be a difficult task, so she brought along some inflatable swimming pool swans, and at the water's edge, she filled several with helium. When the alligators bit into the mock fowl, their voices became high-pitched, and they were panicked. They looked up to see Elizabeth wearing a black cape and a pointed hat, and she was waving a wand, saying, I shall now turn you into tree frogs. The alligators made a career decision. They gave Elizabeth the castle. In peace. <laughs> Probably a smart choice. There you go. So sweet. Anybody else come hang out with me? You come find me at MikeTodd.blogspot.com, M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D. Now it's time for me to step aside and make room for the real poets. You started like a movement with that. You know that, right? Jessica made me really happy saying that. She did. Oh, you guys... I do know where you live, Michael. You know that, right? That is correct. <laughs> and you did hear my stalker poem, right? I did, and it was, I was, you know, my call dropped on the stalker poem, and that freaked me out just a little bit. It did. Like, I got to hurry up and get it back, <laughs> make sure everything's okay. And, and uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was kind of crazy. Hey, you know one thing that we didn't mention with Rich Hadaway the other day? You completely forgot about it. What? On the Memphis in May series, the the eight-part series that I wrote, basically about you Uh and Dahlia. That originally starts out like 
that whole series is about me, okay? It's about Mike, Todd. But fairly early in the series, I get drunk and end up on a riverboat in Memphis thinking it's one of those that just go around in a circle. And I ended up in New Orleans, and I was gone from the story forever. There was no me for, like, the last two-thirds of the story because I got on the Mississippi Queen. And that was it for me. You forgot that. Well, mm-hmm. if I didn't remember it, I would have come and got you. Mm-mm. No, you had the Memphis and May thing going on. You know, the barbecue contest and the poetry festival, the impromptu mm-hmm. poetry festival. Oh, you've forgotten that whole story. Mm-mm-mm. You know the uh, that coffee, the Green Frog Coffee coffee yep. shop? They're making a big comeback here now. Oh, they are? Mm-hmm. I must know. Making a big comeback. Okay, got to go. Say bye. All right, my darling. Fantastic job bye. tonight. Thank you, baby. Thank you, <laughs> Okay. Michael Todd. Go find him. Send him loves. K-E-T-O-D-D. Blogspot.com. Something like that. I should have that written down. I should. I should have a list of all of your guys' links on a in a Word file. I'm going to start working on that. Okay. All right. Our next caller after Mr. Mike is 832. If I can find you. There you are. Mr. Blue Blue, <laughs> you are on the air. Oh, uh, not really. <laughs> Oh yes, you are. No, no, no. That was that, that, that was Leslie. <laughs> no, it's definitely you. I control the buttons. Oh, you, oh, you control the button, do you? <laughs> I do. Okay. <laughs> well, I can tell you this much. Last week was certainly interesting. So what's going on? Well, that was that. That was when I was doing that uh, that Zoom thing with uh, with my mm-hmm. people uh, out, out there in Oklahoma. And it's definitely different. So, so you were really uh, nervous about that. How did it go? Well, it was it was cool. I mean, there's, there's it, let's put it this way. I I have dealt with many different kinds of audiences and and a lot of people come in when they when they know that uh you know what what kind of thing I what kind of things I read and they come in with some preconceived notions or if we've had conversations and you know that they try to basically try to fit what I'm saying into one of their little boxes and pigeonhole things and so forth. But you know, it's it's never the same because I mean it's like so when I read, you know, that's when you actually hear what I'm saying in terms of, you know, what the what the words mean, not not when they're just laying on a page. I've, I mean, I've said it often, you know, often enough, 
You know, my, pers- my, my words do not sit upon the page. They are restless. They are meant to be spoken. And so, you know, someone trying to sit there and tell me what I mean when they just read it off of the page because they're listening to their inner voice as to how they would meter, meter uh, uh, the rhyme and the rhythm. No, oh, man, you can't do that. <laughs> you're, you're not me. <laughs> cool was is that, and I just want—I'm I'm not going to stay too long on that because I know that there's other folks out there. Um, but what, what was cool about the reading though was is that I read that piece, Ribcage Song, and they did like it. They they did enjoy it. Uh, several other people who were the—I guess you could call them more like moderators in terms of you know—they were the ones who. Uh, had some focus in in, in telling their uh, own personal stories as being writers and what they, what it meant to them to be you know, of the people and being a writer. And they talked, you know, they liked it in terms of saying that it was a you know very strong piece. And then, uh, obviously, this was just not for me, because I I don't I do not subscribe to ego. I think that's a total waste of my time um but one of the ladies that got up right after me uh her great grandfather was the medicine man and i believe if i'm not mistaken that she was uh, she was saying he was up with the uh, muskogee uh, creek people and they along uh, with the cherokee well, along with a lot of other people i mean everybody knows about the trail of tears and they think it's only about the cherokee which is not the case if you, you know, because if you actually looked at the historical path of that particular journey, that was a sweep and clear. That was, that meant anybody who was in their path got picked up along the way. Um, and so he, there was a song um, that was passed down through her family, and it was a song of encouragement. And obviously, you know, and, and you know, I say that, you know, because I look at it this way. I mean, the song is, is for everyone because they, everyone needs encouragement. But this song was, you know, in the Muscogee Creek language, number one. Number two, it's a 200-year-old song, which to me was almost mind-blowing to, to be able to hear something, you know, that had been around that long and obviously with a sacred song. And we got to hear three verses of that song. So that that by itself for me was very cool. I enjoyed that immensely. Being able to hear that, especially since it helped me to, you know, basically to calm the, the waters, so to speak, after just having read, you know, the the, the one that I did. So that was mm-hmm. that was really nice. Okay. So there you have it. It was, no, it was good. Like I say, it was, it was a good reading. Um, was there any videos was, uh, taken? Well, they did. Um, I'm not sure what they're going to do with it. I mean, they, I mean, like I said, they, they made sure to, uh, with the uh, the Zoom uh, app, you know, they, they made sure everybody knew that it was being recorded. So, you know, that's cool. Um you should find out if so there's like a thing online with it. Yeah, I'm like I'm not, I'm not sure what they're doing with that. I don't know if they're just going to archive it or if they're going to maybe publish it for you know, some of the kids to see, or you know, what they're going to, how they're going to approach that. Um, so I'm not sure. Um, 
But this uh, this piece is called A Cure for What the River Knows. Cure for What the River Knows. Speaks without a mouth over warm currents without a source. The sun shines upon it all. Curling waters that speak about the starvation, the murmuring waters that saw too many of the people die. Bones of the sun shake, rattle the dust, shines alluvial fans, talking embers in microcosms there. Soft drift can burn you like a cancer. Ash fire, fire, ash, ashes look like snow, except they're warm. Cure. We wear the curse of what has happened to the first medicine. May which on. We need a cure for what the river knows. Standing Rock, Tatanka Yota, Papa. Oh, words to live by. Water is life. Me, which fought hard for the water. We fought for the hunt, for the heart that still beats within us. We will again whenever we are called. Red earth always vigilant. The dance started before we were born. It will continue when we are no more than an echo of chance and voice. Thunder has slapped this river water, made a wave, a weave of dreaming, of crushed design. Crows, blackbirds, you weather a wealth of old bones. The ancestors have found us once again. Seeds of ancient knowledge have many times traveled these waters. How many times have these waters heard lies passed above their surface and had to wash them away along with the blood of the innocent Lamine. Second coming burdens of renewal disarray by the disheveled and sympathetic of an Italian manifestation. Manufacturer, we didn't need to be discovered. We weren't lost. Red earth awash and skins and diadems of others. We prefer our own ways. Vermilion prayers. 
The clay is of creator's manufacture. The soft songs of first medicine. Oh. Water is life. Last signs of first dreaming. Oh. Scattering of bones not yet salvaged from floodwaters. We see them downstream. Oh. Let us find a cure what the river knows. Stone residence strategies of resistance evolution takes place when you think sounds travel deep as water. The sift of silt is like no other in its revelations revelations Torch night can only bring you shadows. If you have not learned to sift dark from light, Charlie, we have heard your messages. We have kept the paper you left them on. To be smeared with time and casual killings without blood. The beans, the righteous need no rhetoric. Only the evidence of truth. You can hear it in the ripple waves of the river as it takes everything downstream. Sometimes when the storm has ended, we are left with what we had before. Food scraps, rhymes, peels, Citric bitters extracted from within us. The only thing left is to cleanse, to wash it all away. Curls, cures, curse, well, of what the river knows. We are already scarred by alien behavior, so perhaps we need both. Oh, yeah. That'll do. Moments of strife. Nothing is ever clear anymore. Coherency comes with its own price to be paid. Red earth, red clay, red paint, red dress. Vermilion shades of our living these days. We press forward. We pray for the young ones behind us and ask for health, health, and guidance. As we continue looking for the cure, for what the river knows. In the landscape of the sacred, we are the ghost road born. We are closer than we have ever been before. Monk, 
Mm-hmm. And peace. Wow. I love the whole concept of that, you know, what the river knows. It's kind of like, I know the river is very symbolic for you, you know, and it's kind of, for me, it's kind of like the wind. You know, you'll hear me talk about that in a lot of the pieces that I write. You know, Mm. me, things only the wind and I know, you know, and, and so the water, which for, you know, I know that for you, water is a symbol of life. Um, Yep. It, just, it it just really resonates with me. I think that's and with the water. I think that's incredible. As soon as you read that title, I was just entranced. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that go with that, and it's not just. Um, I mean, it does. I mean, I I find a lot in it. I I I know a lot, you know, about kind of like the. I should say I've taken the time to learn something of the ethereal and something of the the, the uh, almost mystical, as well as the physical part of what 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 water is. And water, they've they've proven that water has memory. And you know, there's been various scientific studies, and we've always known that in terms of you know what how we see things in terms of the cycle and, you know, the seasons, the circle of, you know, what it is to be people who are of the land, not the land being of us. And that was an interesting point of that particular reading last week was they were talking a lot about those connections, you know, between the people and the land. And one of the um, things that I have always found as far as like, I guess you could say almost like a, a fluid thread um, to that weave has always been the water. I gotcha. I know where you are. <laughs> I agree. Now, I don't know if I could explain it the way you can. I guess maybe that's a challenge for myself, right? Well, you know, I, I mean, it just again, I, I have to go back to something you've been you say all the time. You know, we need to be reading more than we're writing. And I promise you, every book that I read, and there's you know some little threads that I pick up in at least you know at least three or four threads of any one particular uh, what I would consider to be conversations in any given book that I'm reading. So I'm always able to add just a little bit more density and prayerfully a little bit of coherency <laughs> within <laughs> what I'm learning, you know, to, to be able to add just that little bit more to what I have already come to under, know and understand. I, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I don't know how to know. I don't know how to say what I want to say. Besides, you're impressive and I love you and great job. We'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll talk, we'll, we'll talk more about this later. Sure. Because no I, I could go off on a tangent. I'm not going to. <laughs> All right, baby. Well, that's cool.
So, like I said, that was that one was, uh, it was one of the ones that I really enjoyed because, you know, it, it, uh, you know, these these same rivers that we see today were obviously there when a lot of the quote unquote historical events took place. So, a lot of times for Native people, you know, we're dipping our hands into that same history when we're down down by those rivers. Exactly. All right, sweetheart. Tell everyone again how to find uh, you. Sure. Uh, you can find me at RafeWild at Facebook.com. And underneath in parentheses, it says Soldier Blue. Uh, you can find me at, or I should say you can find some of my work on my uh, podcast, which is uh, free. Yeah, it's called Red Earth One. As well, I'm uh, working on the the Reverb Nation, and uh, this uh, upcoming days off will be the first ones that I've actually had clear to be able to um, sit down and start tinkering uh, with that uh, with that uh, wave pad that you were telling me about. So I'm going to yeah. you know, sit sit down with it and in, uh, in you know dedicate at, you know at least a couple of hours to it these uh, these coming days and uh yeah work on some things and you know see what I can do about you know putting some new works onto reverb nation because I still get a lot of interest out there it's just that I haven't put any new work out there and I want to start you know refreshing that and and start moving more and you know basically just trying to work on uh, what is still the dream because I'm not giving exactly. up you know <laughs> you're doing so. great honey you know that All right, so we will talk to you next week. Oh, you bet. Perfect. All right, thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, Miss Nyla. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Okay, let's see. We have Brother O at 219. He's actually where he's supposed to be. 219, you're on the air. How are you doing? I am wonderful. Welcome to Dead Man's Party. It's great to have you here. And what do you have tonight? I have this poem called Searching for a Companion for Coffee Season. My dear brothers and sisters, fall is officially here. Leaves on the tree, trees turning from green in the shades of red, orange, yellow, and brown. For Halloween, you see a lot of pumpkins out. The weather's turning cooler, and it's going to get chilly outside. So put on your favorite fall clothes and bundle up underneath your favorite blankets. It's that special time of the year where single brothers and sisters are searching for companions to keep them company from Sweden's Day to Valentine's Day. So I officially welcome you all to cuffing season. Brother, what exactly is cuffing season? Cuffing season is a time of year where it's out for single brothers and sisters to hook up with each other for the holidays is an all-time high. Suddenly you'll notice your fellow single friends who proclaim their wants to be by themselves for the rest of their lives. All of a sudden, appear in their parties and holiday gatherings with a companion or either a new boyfriend or girlfriend. Other of your single friends flock to social media or online dating sites hoping to connect with someone for the holidays. 
or to have several friends as added benefits during couple season. It's that time of the year where single brothers and sisters either look for companionship or relationship, as they imagine sharing treats and wearing costumes on Halloween, as they imagine sharing a Thanksgiving feast with both families at their dinner table, changing gifts and kissing underneath the tree with that special someone for Christmas, toasting a glass of champagne and ringing the New Year, coloring and keeping each other warm during the long and cold winter nights. And celebrating Valentine's Day with a romantic day along with flowers, balloons, and chocolates, and rose petals. My dear brothers and sisters, as much as I proclaim myself as a constant ladies' man in the modern-day land of Calvary, I, brother, only live in there professor of poetry, and currently searching for a companion for couple season, because even I need a company of a woman, too. To quote the gray owl green, I'm tired of being alone. Here I am in my late 40s, and I know that I possess all the attributes and qualities that most sisters are looking for. Yeah, I sometimes get overlooked and are rejected. And it's a challenge sometimes for this good brother to get a date these days. Or most of my close friends are either married or engaged in relationships. Yes, I met some good relationships because I chose to be a player for life, and that's why I currently don't have a wife. I try to, as hard as I try to put my past reputation behind me and, and attempt to live this new lifestyle of celibacy, those temptations for sleeping with multiple women trying to come back to causing the backslide. Man, you just don't know how tempted, beautiful, and, and sexy sisters are to me because it's hard for me to resist that eye candy when I see it. I had to give all the praises to God for snatching me away from that lifestyle when he did because I was on the path of becoming the next world chamberlain. My dear brothers and sisters, for once in my life, I desire another chance to be with a good woman. I'm tired of being labeled as a player and I'm undergoing the process of transforming to a brother which faithful and dedicated to only one sister. My dear brothers and sisters, I'm searching for that special companion who I can take to church to praise and worship God and attend Sunday school and Bible study plus share fellowship with. I'm searching for a companion who don't mind watching sports with me to take me to my favorite sport, football, as I share my in-depth knowledge of my favorite sport with her while we eat plenty of snacks and plenty of food. I'm searching for a companion who desires to be on exercise partner during my visit to the doctor. My dating partner who enjoys going out and having a wonderful time. And possibly my lifelong partner. I'm searching for a companion who I can chill and relax with as a long day at work. Who I can have breakfast, brunch, lunch, dinner, and dessert with. Who I can share a couple of cocktails with. And I can color up with and keep warm while watching TV or listening to music. I'm searching for that companion who I can connect on the spiritual level, who I can build a friendship with, and who shows a great potential to be to be considered as my future girlfriend or wife. I'm searching for a companion that does not bring drama and chaos to the table. Instead, she must have a pleasant personality that is compatible with mine. I didn't need someone who I could talk to about anything. And I just want to be there for 
treat me there for when she needs me, and and I want her to be there for me when I need her. And poem. Everybody wants that, right? It's, Just to yeah. know that when they need somebody, somebody's there. And nobody likes reaching out and feeling like they're free falling because there's no one there to take their hand. Beautiful, right, my dear? Oh, okay. Oh, I had, I had, I had a few more lines, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish up with that. I had a few more. Oh, I thought you were done. Did more. I interrupt you? No, no, no. I just, just, I look, I just look at a couple more lines. And it won't take long. Go ahead. I'm such for that special companion who was tired of being by herself all the time and looking for a real brother like me to keep her company. Who needs a real brother like myself to remind her that she's beautiful both from the outside and the inside. Who needs a real brother like myself to treat her like a lady. Who needs a real brother like myself to take care of her needs. Who needs a real brother like myself to value and treasure her. I'm searching for that special companion who I can spend time with her family along with my family during the holidays. Who I can share special occasions with, especially our birthdays. And I'm looking for someone who I can enjoy the fun times of life with while in the company. That's that's the rest of that was the rest of that poem. <laughs> I did not mean to interrupt you. I thought you were done. I am so sorry, sweetheart. But my oh, comments okay. still okay. stand. Hey. Beautifully written, beautifully vulnerable. Do you read another one, my dear? No, that's it. Okay. Well, do me a favor and tell everybody how they can come find you. Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Omar Brother O'Gallon and on Instagram under the handle Brother O underscore the Living Miracle 1975. Yeah, I post a, post a lot of positive stuff, post a lot of good quotes, and, you know, and I uh, did Facebook Live. The live is I was in hospital last year. I'm going to start that up again pretty soon. Yeah, like pop-ups. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just, just, uh, just, just, just getting back to full swing, and uh, you know, that you guys know any upcoming events, exciting, exciting events that I got going on. That's it, and thank for your support. Thank you, sweetheart. That was phenomenal. Well, appreciate, appreciate you so it. much. All right, you have a great week. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome, hon. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 903. 903, you are on the air. Hi. Hello, how are you doing? Good. This is my first time, so a little nervous. Welcome to the show. Before you get started, Thank why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Oh, do I have to tell a little bit about me? Um, my name is Angelique. You don't Angelique, have to. I can't, and... I can't crawl through the phone and get you if you don't, but, you know, right? it'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Angelique. I like to write 
poetry, create various creative things. Uh, Cats are cool. I don't know. I'm shy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm glad Uh, you're here, sweetheart. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. You have some really good writers and great voice performers, yourself included. It's a little nerve-wracking. I didn't know what I was getting into. So, yeah. You're going to be amazing, I know. Um, All right. So what did you bring tonight for us? uh, Well, y'all said it was Halloween, so... Mm -hmm. I brought a vampire piece and a wild hunt piece. That's okay. Perfect. All right. Um, A taste. A taste is all you ask of me. A taste, you fool, is all you need. A taste to drown in your desire. A taste to burn in your own fire. A taste is something you'll never get. A taste to remember or maybe forget. A taste to quench an undying thirst. A taste would lead to so much worse. A taste is something we'll never share. A taste would bind and that's not fair. A taste is forever in a magical spell. A taste in the darkest depths of hell. A taste between two lost in the night, a taste to the victor of this deadly fight, a taste is all, a taste to let the beast go free, a taste is all you ask of me. The end. That was beautiful, and you read very well. Kind of, kind Thank of sexy you. too. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, This next one isn't sexy. Um, The Furious Truth. Do you hear the west winds call, the east wind sighs, while the north still stalls? Ride south, ride south, ride south and fly. Dare now close your eyes, for the time is nigh. Throw yourself to the ground, laying as still as freshly dead. Slice from a loaf with steel in hands, but dare you not to eat the bread. Answer any questions asked, then ask your own for salt. Or keep a leg and luck be damned, to live and die is your fault. In the middle, in the middle, in the middle you should stand, when the noisy riders heed the call to tear across the land. For the dandy dogs, the sparrows fine, the troop of ghosts in black, must have you run if they're to hunt. They need your fear to track. The old army travels easily, whether wheeled or upon a horse. How they gather matters little in this journey of the source. Spurned and heathen, baiting nonsense, so many specters of the dead. If you feel the ground rumbling, could be their coming for your head. So if you hear the warning bark, a sound that bleeds your sight, the hounds have marked you for the hunt on this Sabbath night. The old household comes a-calling, quite the deadly retinue. Tell your loved ones that you're sorry, for the host has come for you. The end. Wow. That was phenomenal. Thank you. That's like perfect Halloween poem. Well, I did, like I said, this is my first time I come to listen to someone else 
So, um, yeah. Oh, that was you and Kevin who said that. Who was it you were listening for? Dixie. Dixie. She's such a sweetheart. She is very, very kind, very nice, wonderful, wonderful person. Yeah. Well, I am really glad that you, you came to listen to her. I'm really glad that you called in. I Thank remember ask, I asked if you were a writer in chat, but then I got busy with the show oh, and I never did see your it. answer. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I never, yeah. I never well, did I wasn't see your answer. To. So <laughs> I wasn't going to, and then and then another person did a live somewhere else and faced their fear. So I was like, oh crap. Okay, I can do it. So yeah, you can do it, and you did it so well. Well, now that you're thank here, you. and now that you've read, I want to thank Dixie for bringing you by, by the way. Um, but now that you're here. Now you're like family, so you can come back when you want. We have a lot of fun here. You know, one of the cool things about this community that the poets have built, has, have built is there's nothing pretentious about it. You know, we That's just cool. hang out and we have a good time. And sometimes I have board issues and things go silly. And, and mm-hmm. we have so much fun together. And it's a very, I mean, we have poets from every, every walk of life here. You know, every cool. different kind of genre you could imagine, every different age, every different religious or political belief. But it is the most encompassing, amazing group of people that support each other that I've ever seen. And I, it's just, it's amazing. You're going to love it here. And I hope that That's you continue to, to call in and share with us. I will, I will try to do so. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. <laughs> All right, hon. Tell everyone how they can come find you, sweetheart. Um, I'm on Instagram at From the Breath of Daydream. So pretty easy. All right. That's you it. guys go find her. Welcome her to the community. And hopefully we will talk to you next week. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And thank you. Sweetie. Everybody's amazing. Thank you. Bye. Oh, you included. That was phenomenal. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Bye-bye, sweetie. Very cool. I love new colors. I was going to get that down there. Let's go ahead and grab area code 346 while I try to do this. 346, you are on the air. Four six, are you with me? Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Um, you know, I got so wrapped up in this whole thing. I, I didn't realize I didn't recognize my own area code. That's so funny. It is. So, my my lady friend, she was at. Uh, uh, listening with me and we were discussing the poetry and then three, four, six, I'm like, oh. That's me. (laughs) So I really had every intention to bring a more romantic poem, but tonight, because I'm I'm in the process of writing it, but anyway, I had promised last week I'm going to do some dark poems for you. So I cannot uh, not do um, the the dark poems. 
So that's what, what's going to happen right now. So both of these are very old poems, but as you know, um, poems are still fresh anytime somebody hears them. So here we go. First poem is called, uh, surprise, surprise, it's called A Dark Tale. Teardrops flow like a stream. Heartbreaks knocking at your door. Love forever gone from this corridor. Dark dots caught up in a storm. Blood droplets flow from the arteries severed. From the heart that's been abandoned. Tick tock goes the clock as misery is the monster that is reminding. Anger swells from the deep, deep pains. Where do you go from here? You'll be asking. Headlong off a cliff, you'll be wanting to be driving to stop the pain from your heart that it's having. Darkness is your friend now. Surrounds you, follows you, completes you. Dark thoughts have you contemplating. The revenge you could be enjoying. Attacking who you down so low to the core. How you will delight at their thoughts of the sight of their dismay. Of darkness taking their lives over. Table turned it will be you laughing at their heartbreak and dismay. Karma's coming for you. You'll be wanting to die in the end. Musings of Emilia T. Davis, Poetical Angel Queen, and Peace. Wow. That was pretty incredible. Thank you. Now, the second one is called Undead Love. He flew into my life, dark and mysterious, handsome and strangely seductive. He drew me in with his hypnotic eyes. He would appear in my doorway each and every night. He had great knowledge of history and a love of the art. As time went on, I noticed he was never hungry. I finally asked, was he on a diet? It was then that he told me of his secret. He was born in another country in 1805. I was in utter disbelief. He looked to be no more than 50 years old. He told me he was one of the undead. He was a vampire that he drank human blood and slept during the night and during the day in his caution. He was horrified and scared. Excuse me, I messed up those two lines. He was a vampire that he drank human blood 
and slept during the day in a coffin. I was horrified and scared, yet somehow he soothed me with his voice and dark eyes. I saw an undying love in those eyes. After that night, he would explain his life, death story to me. I was so fascinated by all that he had lived through. I felt so sad that he had loved and lost so many times. I found myself falling in love with him, yet I knew I could never join the ranks of the undead. Late on a night, he asked me to be his for all time. I told him I loved him, but could never join his life as a vampire. That afternoon, he climbed out of his coffin and walked out into the sunshine, feeling the sun rays for the first time in over 200 years. He caught fire and became ashes on the street, never to rise again. Halloween Thoughts of Emilia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and Pete. Wow. Poor guy. Love will get you, man. It's what happens when you fall in love with me. You you catch fire in the sun? Yeah. Because I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna join you in your vampirism. <laughs> but there you have That's it. That's funny. There you have my two. Well, kudos to you for bringing Halloween poems. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Although it was a little choppy because I haven't read them in so long. But thank you for being understanding and not point out that she she messed up and chopped up the poems. But thank you so much. And happy Halloween to you and everybody else. Everybody's been so absolutely phenomenal. And it's been just a treat. Listen to everyone. So uh, you can find me on Emilia T. Davis, E-M-I-L-I-A. D-A-V-I-S, also known as Poetical Angel Queen. And there you have it. You can find me on all social media sites. And I have a like page on Facebook. I also have a poetry group, which is called Poets for the Power of the People. So you can find me any kind of way you want to. And most importantly, I'm here every Thursday night with Nyla. Yes, ma'am, you are. All right, baby. Great job tonight. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Love that you brought spooky poems. No problem. But listen for (laughs) next week's new poem. It's going to be uh, a sizzler. Until then, next poet up. Sweetheart, thank you so much. You have a good Halloween. Okay, our next caller, come on board, come on. Our next caller comes from, ouch, area code 
807, you are on the air. I hear that this is this is a party for the undead. I, I'm still alive. Is that okay? <laughs> are you sure? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> am, I, am I sure that I'm undead? I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'm undead. Oh, well, hold on a sec. I got a problem here. Oh, my rattlesnake. He's just acting up. He just won't. He won't behave. He won't shut up. Lay down there. Just behave while I read the poem. Oh. Pretty hyper. <laughs> I am so confused, and I love it. <laughs> Those are my salsa shakers. <laughs> oh, I get it. At the last, I at the get last it. moment. At the last moment, I thought, hey, those salsa shavers, shakers can be my rattlesnake. <laughs> because everybody needs one of those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> so I was going to read Dark Cosmos and then another one. But I'll read Prey and then the uh, other poem. Because um, I had heard the vampire poem uh, that was on two call about two calls ago and um mm-hmm. the thing is I, I what i liked about it was um it was a different perspective it was um it was the um person being fed upon and she wasn't like oh you're so you're so dark and dreamy and i can't resist you go ahead take my blood it's like nope i'm not giving you my blood go away <laughs> so i i like that different perspective and the funny thing is, is this poem, it popped up in my list a couple of times today. And I was like, oh, I should look for it because it's appropriate. It's an appropriate compliment. And when I had it in the list, like the cursor was like literally right over it when I was about to look for it. So I said, it's a sign. It's a sign. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> Give me a sign. So anyways, this is uh, just simply called Prey. Chasing me down in the forest of your ego. Arrows fly my way, whistling through the air with sounds of your desire to mark me as your prey. You think you seek to sink your teeth into my flesh, to taste the blood that resides in my body as it pushes forth, lapping up tongue. But pray that if you do so, you finish the job. For if you show me mercy, I shall repay you by showing you none. Mark me as your game, if you wish. As you stalk me through the bramble, I will deny you the pleasure of the hill, holding back the thrill you seek. As my eyes track you when you don't see me, as I summon forth unsurmountable will for the kill. You may seek to put me on your trophy case as as your latest conquest, but your wish shall be denied. As I wrap my hands round your throat, your oxygen supply denied. You seek to drive me to the asylum of hypervigilance, to keep me on the edge as you track me down. But the effort of this causes your doom to be sown. As you become distracted from that which will break your will, my hands that shall break your bones if you will but come within a few meters of my body's lethal skills. The earth becomes silent as my footfalls become light, whispers compared to your clumsy efforts. I stalk the trees like a silent assassin, 
my body coiled and ready for the fight. Finally, we meet face to face, my fists meeting yours in rage. As I dance skillfully around your body with willful guile, and my eyes, they lock with yours. As I hiss lethally, I am not your prey. And there we go. That is prey. So much for being a pastor. You just keep (laughs) telling yourself that, son. (laughs) What? That I'm not prey? That you're you're not my prey. Oh, I think I get it. Just, just keep whatever you need to tell yourself, okay? <laughs> I think I know what you're intimating at. <laughs> Find that poem, damn it, or you're going to become prey. <laughs> this is not what I was thinking, but it works really well, so yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like that. <laughs> uh, so uh, the second one I will read. I hope she enjoyed that, by the way. Uh, and I hope she felt it was a, is a okay compliment. Uh, so the second one I'm reading, this one, oh, this is like from a, my university date, which makes me feel old. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is like an entire, is, this is an entirely new, like a separate document. It isn't even in my text documents that I have like in a folder. Uh, so this is old, old, old. This is old school. Uh, this is simply called I Am. I am the bruised ego that refuses to let go, the scar left on your mind's thoughts, the manifestation of insanity that tells you the world is yours alone to control. I am the id that talks behind your ego's back, that tells you to do things that will bring your conscious to pallid pallor, that will make your heart and conscience feel shame. I am the amorphic atrophy of morality that brings about the totality of your moral centered collapse, the voice that yells over your conscience when it is given the light of angels so that demons' darkness may overlap. I am the revelry of the devil that plays in the playground of your soul, that treats your spirit like a plaything that assaults your mind's control. I reside in silence so that you may feel it more powerfully, the jackhammer of a heart that can no longer beat, that grows to a, like a freight train out of control. I take insidious pleasure as you feel the heat of hellfire's furnace that laid hidden in your heart's heart, awaiting its birth with the red-hot prodding of its secret intention that is your ego's hidden invention. And do you feel the invasion of your mind's inner sanctum, sanctorum, the violation of the sanctity of your mind's peace? Do you hear the malefic, malefic mel, mel, melody of a constant chanting of devilish sounds in your mind, a, con, a demonic chanting of sound, the meaning of which your mortal's mind cannot find? I feel it, for I am all of this and more, as I hide like curled black wisps of smoke inside your thoughts, a sinister smoke curled into itself as I derail your mind's thought process and guide it to malicious machinations. I sprout the seeds of invasion as I act as that delirious deus ex machina in your mind. 
and I entice your thoughts into morbid fascination and compulsion. The thoughts that would turn, that would make the devil himself turn pale. If these fascinations and compulsions he could bring to reality through magical incantations. I lay as an ectoplasmic reticulum under the skin, the burning that you feel when your mind forms the intention of sin. And this reticulation rectifies your thoughts from diamond clarity to obsidian so that your sins, even from you, they are hidden. But what am I really? That is something you'll have to discover on your own poem. Both of those were fantastic for tonight. Good choices. Thank you. It is interesting to read uh, an older poem of mine. I I thought that that, that one was uh, maybe just not just a tad not quite as old as some of the other ones because the it, it wasn't a slave to rhyming couplets quite as much, but it, it felt like artificially extended to me, which is what I used to do with my poetry a lot. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's always interesting to go back into the time machine and and uh, read something older. I think your rhymes were really good in that one. Actually, that's something I noticed when I was listening yeah. to you. Yeah, I like the rhymes in that one too. It's just like when the the stuff that's even older, it's just like, oh, I must do a rhyming couplet. I must do a rhyming couplet, and I eventually got out of that. So <laughs> that's one of the things anyway. I really like. People who write mostly rhyming poems, I really like to challenge them to write a poem that doesn't mm-hmm. rhyme. Just like when you know you've got poets who you know, never rhyme their poems. It's like, okay, you need, you need to play, do some word play here. It's fun to challenge mm-hmm. people like that. Yeah. Well, and like you say, like I have, I've evolved into this, my own, unintentionally I did it, but I've evolved into my own brand of, it's like semi-blank verse. It's like, it rhymes even even though there isn't a particular rhyme scheme. Somehow it still has like the sing-songiness of a, of a rhyme. Of, yeah, of poetic rhyme, and it still has a poetic feel and sound to it. But you can't. You, there's no. There's no distinct rhyme pattern that you can pick out from it. So it's just how my poetry naturally evolved. So, and when I live a thousand more years, who knows what else may happen? <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Fantastic job, honey. Thank you so much. And are you going to be here next week? Do you think? Uh, next week, I, I may not be, actually. I may be going out for something, so we'll see. It depends wow. on a couple of things. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you have a safe Halloween. Now, if you have plans for Halloween, or if you're going to go get oh, dressed yeah, up, but if you do, you be safe. <laughs> unfortunately, I may be working, too, but retail is pretty unsafe, isn't it? I work retail, so that's a horror story in and of itself. <laughs> Especially on Halloween. You'll have fun. It'll be a good day. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right. Thank you, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 954. 954, you're on the air. Hey, how are you guys doing? Hey, sweetheart. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Um, Just enjoying 
what's happening out here tonight. This is beautiful. Um, I have a peace for you guys. Um, peace to everyone here, first of all. And uh, happy Halloween. Uh, this particular <laughs> happy piece Halloween to you. Called, this particular piece is called Frankenstein. Monster. The monster is Victor, Frankenstein's creation, taking gossip parts from strange, chemically imbalanced people, animated by a mysterious spark of some bullshit. They enter life in the Frankensteins of their mind, taking time to build separation, screaming unity, giving life to buffoonery. Standing eight foot tall and strong, sewing parts, no heart, with arms of influence, uh, no brain, walking on empty ideas that needs yours to function. The mindset of children that fathom fantasy as reality. Systematically, they mimic the movement by sight to light fire to spread the news stolen from parts of individuals, his story, her story, and ideas from like years has been filtered through good, bad, and indifferent, severing heads with the thought of stealing thoughts, leaving the corpse of your thoughts an empty shell. Hell, fire, and smoke choke the space of confrontation. This awakens the monster inside them, hounds, hounds of hell, hounds of clout, seeking blood-curdling screams of proof. The monster has gotten loose. Choose your crew wisely. Where he is is unknown, but soon we will find a way to blind the mind of the monster that plagues us so we can excel. And may your corpse rot in hell. <laughs> Whisper loudly. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that's going to be the most evil, evil laugh sound in the world. Do that again for me, please. <laughs> yeah. I like it. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Oh, that's incredible. Hey, are you going to do two, honey? Yes, ma'am. Um, Thank you. This second piece has nothing to do with uh, Halloween, and then again, it okay. might. But this is about a toxic relationship that you know is toxic, but you stay anyway, and it's called sometimes. Here we go. Huh? This broken heart And how do I keep the rain From falling down Tell me What makes the world go round Oh, tell me See, sometimes, sometimes I feel like maybe, just maybe her design is different. Like maybe something is missing. 
And it's been a long time since those accident kisses. And I was just reminiscing about the past. And even if there is a future, but I, I keep losing my soul for you. Trying to hold on to the materialized emotions that have been gone before I realized what happened, and now I'm trapped in this bitterness. And I keep asking God for forgiveness because I really don't want to hate you. And it's love. It's love. Oh, it makes me feel like a cave elf that stayed in one place chasing its tail. See, I'm only human after all, so don't put your blame on me. And I won't put mine on you. But we just keep climbing through the windows of our souls, trying to hold on to that dust. Yeah, you know that same dust that we left each other in. Now we're smothered in confusion. Illusions of repairs with no tools, but baby, we're starting to look like two fools. Or maybe just as with no jokes. I had a dream about you, and my dream is spoke highly of you. We were in a park where we were sharing an ice cream cone, and then my phone rang. Damn. It woke me up. And I was late for reality. Hoping that the truth wasn't mad at me, but the pillow next to me was empty. I pray to God you don't resent me for being full. Backwards. But sometimes we balance in the middle. And I'm riddled because making love to you is cosmic. And our relationship is always got against shifty. And I always got to become the Batman in your Gotham City. And we laughed at the penguins and our love because it was small to begin with. But I never really understood your two-face. But sometimes I need that because it feels strange when you're the same. And we came a long way. On the end of the two different places at the same time, you said your heart shattered. Well, I frame mine when it's after two. And I keep it on the shelf of my house right next to the gorilla boot. Because sometimes I'm still feeling you. And we share mixed emotions with no boat to float in. You cry me a river. Then my lips quiver. Because I'm holding back the hoover dam and my tear ducks. And I'm stuck. I'm stuck on your shore. Searching for my shore. Possibly I'm sure to be sure of. But this is what it sounds like when dogs cry. Wow. And Palm, right? Yes. Wow. So I, I was trying to keep I was I was trying so hard to keep up with all the references that you coined during the during that piece, the song titles and all that, and it's like I kept losing my place. <laughs> wow. That was absolutely brilliant to listen Thank to. You. Thank you. You are very welcome. That was that was incredible. Truly. Thank you. You are very, very um, welcome. You could uh, find me on Facebook under Timothy Whispers, and I'm on IG as Timothy Whispers Flame. Yeah. Awesome. So you think you'll be able to be back next week? Oh, yes, definitely. We'd love to hear more from you, for sure. Great job, Timothy. Appreciate you so much being here tonight and sharing with us. and. Fantastic pieces, both of them. Thank you. You're welcome.
and we will talk to you. So, oh, don't the gut of your age told everyone how to find. See, it's getting late in the show, and the goblins are getting me. You already told everyone how to find you. Timothy whispers, you guys. See, I was listening. I just forgot I was listening. Timothy whispers. Yes. All right, honey. Thank you so much, and we will talk to you next week. You're All right. All righty. Bye, sweetheart. You guys, that was incredible. Absolutely fantastic performance voice. Okay, next caller, 863. 863, you are on the air. Maybe you're on the air. Maybe you're not on the air. 863, can you hear me? Thank you, Grace. That was incredible. Yes, it was. Absolutely fantastic. Yes. Okay, next
always called him, um, what was that word? And he said, no, he's not. Um, um, it was um, another word for genius. Oh, I always called him that. And he said, no. Well, they had a really high cue, but he didn't. Uh, he said, no. Not genius. Um, 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 it's up higher than the genius. Oh, what was that word? I, I just can't think of it now. Um, they have a um um. I think they have this um club for them people who are way up there in you know, who's way up higher than the genius. I forget what you call them. There's a name for them. Was it prodigy? No, there's another word. Um, wow. Um, Mensa, Mensa. That's the word. Ah. Okay. Okay. Okay, and um, and and his other poem is called "Growing Pain." Hold that razor a little closer to the skin. Cut those zits off with my beard. Make my face smooth again. It's my first shave. I'm 14 years old. Four years past 10. I've been here, Mr. Barber, many times with my father. He never cried or hollered. Now my girlfriend says. It's my turn to get a shave like a man. I'll hang on to the arms of the chair. Please do the best that you can. The end. <laughs> Such a rite of passage, yes. a boy's first shave, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. okay. That's too funny. That's so cute. Yes. In, in, a, in a poem I have is a haiku about the monsters. This is a haiku. Um, monsters wanted to play, not nice. Plain ornery mean. Not me. I don't play. The end. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play that way, boys. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. And, and my next one is called I Am Blessed. Okay. Today I turn a 66. I am so blessed. I can still walk and watch the beautiful scenery around me. I'm able to talk, read, and write poetry. I am so blessed today, for some never make it to be that old. I just, wait, okay. Today I'm blessed to read my poem on Speakeasy Cafe on this day, and that is a blessing. I just know Gary's spirit is by my side as I age every step of the way. God has blessed me to be alive, and I surely won't abuse it. I'm happy to be alive at 56, blessed with friends and family. The end. Honey, 56 is not that old. No, 66. 66. 66? No, not 56. Fifty. I I can't say that word. Um, I have problems with saying uh, saying that. It's um six six. I I can't say my S is very good. Sixty six. Um, yes, yes. It's still not that old. No, it ain't. No, no. I'm I'm, and even um I'm four four years of being seventy, and that's still not old. Nope. Age is nope. mindset. You know the most horrible thing, though, I have noticed? Um, as I get older, as I start to age, 
Yes. My brain doesn't. You know, it's like my brain still thinks. I, I stopped. My brain stopped growing at 27, I think. So my my, I think that my mature my maturity level or whatever you want to call it is. It stopped growing at, at 27 because I'm I'm still 27. Mm-hmm. Wow! It's like you wake up and you think, wow, I'm not really 27 anymore. I'm 37. <laughs> I'm 47. Yes. I'm 107. You know, but your brain your brain stops growing at a certain age, I think, and you stay that age forever. Yes, I think so, too, because I notice uh, Gary always says I have a memory like an elephant, and I know, and I can remember everything, and and, um, and then I notice um, I don't always remember everything like I used to. I can, because Gary said, if you want to, um, said he would, said, I always tell people, well, she knows, she knows the date of everything. Now, she says it happened, it happened. Because I was, I had memory of the date, exact everything. Now it's not like that. It, it, I still can remember stuff. I can remember a lot of stuff, you know. But it's not the same as when I can remember every single thing. <laughs> we remember so think, enough. Yes, yes, yes. Very cool. So, what are you yes. going to share of yours, Noreen? Do you remember? Um. I already read the poem. Your poem? Or, I thought you read two of Gary's. No, I read two of Gary's and two of mine. What is wrong with me? See, I'm getting old. You, you have nothing to worry about. I'm younger than you, but I'm my brain's not for sure. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Wow. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then they must have been too short. Yes. One was a haiku, and the other one was a short one, too. See, that's what it is. You tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on to your wily ways there, Missy Boo. <laughs> All right. All right, sweetheart, tell everybody how they can find you guys. Okay. Um, you can find um, Gary and I, are all our books on Amazon.com. And you can find us on um, uh, um, Gary and Noreen Snyder dot Wix dot com front slash poetry. And you can find um, Gary on ReverbNation dot com, um, Facebook dot com, and PoetryPoem dot com. And you can find me on um, ReverbNation dot com. Um, PoetryPoem.com and um, oh, 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 Facebook.com and you can find um, us on um, KO-FI.com slash Gary and Noreen and you can um, oh, and you can find us every Saturday at um, at 5 o'clock on um, the, um, the, Poetry, the Poetry Club Saturday night show I have and I, I will have it this Saturday, and I apologize for not having it last Saturday, but I was tired waking up. But um, so I will have it this Saturday, and at five o'clock, and then um, and then you can see me here. Um, um if anybody misses um, missed about Daryl um about how to have wait 
have a chat with Poet Norman. If you miss the show with with my guest, Daryl Howlinchak, you can still see the archives. And um, okay. and you can also find this right here on um, Speakeasy Cafe on th- every Thursday. Yes, okay. yes, you can. Thank yes. goodness for that because we love you, darling. Oh, oh, thank you, and we love you too. And thank you for all oh. you're doing for us. You're welcome. I'm sorry I forgot your birthday. I didn't last year. That's okay. Okay, that's it's okay. It's been a rough year. Yes, yes. I could have sent you cake or something. Of course, if I made it, if I made it, that would not have been a gift. <laughs> that's for sure. All right, honey, you have a really good evening. Relax, enjoy yourself, and we will talk okay. to you next week. Okay. Okay, okay, and and thank you very much, and 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 we'll talk to you next week. All right, hon. All righty, everybody, you have been listening. Oh, we got one last caller. Do we get one? Someone snuck in. Eight three two. Are you Hello. with me? I miss you guys. <laughs> Hi, sweetheart. Yep. I uh, wish you all a very very happy. Upcoming Halloween and happy birthday to you, Goblin Noreen. Right? <laughs> Noreen yeah. is not a goblin, but you know she can control goblins too. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> she can. So, how are you, sweetheart? Doing good. Excellent. It's really good to hear from you. So I do have a couple of poems, but I don't think I have all the time. So tell me what I can read. You can read. Are they are they long or short? We're in our time, so you can you can read both of them. None of my poems are too long, so because we're in, we're in archives right now. Okay, um, the old one or the new one? Um. Well, you got two, right? Uh Uh-huh. I'll read both of them, whichever one you want to start with. I'll start with the latest one. How about that? Okay. It just says, never mind me. I do not ask for anything. No, not one. I'm happy left alone. Neither wind nor rain can heal me. Neither fire nor ice can soothe me. My thirst cannot be quenched because, oh my, it's not my body that is thirsty or hungry. It's an urge since millennia to seek you and yet not be able to find you. Like the blind king of yours, who lived in an era no more. I regret to have ignored your kindness or your words of wisdom. I have never ever paid neither attention nor followed it, no regrets, so long as you still care to save me from all. It is okay. Let the king hold his throne with all his might 
it, he is all thrown out to fall and perish. Unless he leaves it and holds you, there is no rescue. End poem. That was beautiful. Oh, my gosh. That was amazing. (laughs) So this old king is from 5,000 years back. And he was blind. He always used to hold for his uh, throne and, you know, let all bad things happen. Still, he didn't care. But he had to fight the war and he brought up the big war called Mahabharat on more than 18 million people. Wow. They all died. Well, everybody. It doesn't matter how many people have been living back then. They're all no more now, except one or two or a few, which we hear them in stories perhaps, but everything else is gone. There's one guy who is always there and who has never seen, and I don't know how he looks, and I'm waiting for him. And that's about this poem. And... If I can go ahead, I have the deep forest and wide sea. Another poem. Please, yes. The deep forest and wide sea. I was going to worry if I am ever good enough for you. I am just an old song sung too many times. My odds are even worse than ever being worth a few dimes. Way back so many years ago, I wasn't that little a girl. Missed many opportunities. But then the spirit, I I assume, was alive all along. Counting one, two, three, and gong. Dinner is served, y'all. Better hurry and come along. Night and day, someone not lost yet is just figuring out as they go on with their song. If they are more like the cowboy's way, keeping up with herds and hay, or is there a way out of this wild, saddling, cinching that one of those square knots, you go into the rabbit holes, wait for a day that changes with warmth and colors. But alas, the mountains casting such shadows, big old trees with darkness as it fades under the stars and the rising storms, Freezing all around, bone-chilling, bitter colds, biting into your elbows with the cat in the cradle, horse in the saddle, dogs whining as the mountain lions dining, blue jays rarely shining, and the azul herons of southern Texas growing in multitude, with the ducks mating, breeding all around the riverbeds and yards, mockingbirds and sparrows, hopping to find spiders and moths, Seeds from grasslands, spreading in the air, feeding more fauna fare, and lovely hares and rabbits juggling through the willows, backyards, and the dark alleys. Why on earth would it bother me when nature takes care day in and out? My good old friend, a brown lizard, silently crawling and mimicking over the walls and pillars in the tiny crevices of the hallways, and the chipmunks strolling over the walkways and the lanes, sunsets bringing up dark chills with sunrise as the day breaks, 
from wintry dusk to pale apricot noons, sun speeding to the zenith, life goes by. Yet I cannot unfold you the years of life over southern Texan roads or rodeos from Dixie Chicks to Dehano Star, Selena Perez, Teeling Hearts and Winning Spirits of Willie Nelson, Garth Brooks or Shania Twain, Good Old Spirits, Burgundy or Champagne. You can find the scorching summers and freezing winters with snow thickets over plains and hilly terrains or mountains, tall live oaks, bending, ho- bending over hollows, bringing home harrowing details of ghosts of Halloween nights. Did I miss the delicacies and warm southern holes and the fun and laughter? And not to forget saints and poets of world-renowned exaltation of Visishta Advaitam and Tribuna Mohanaragam of Sri Krishna Sharanamama. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Namaha. And Ah, oh, that made my heart happy. <laughs> I am working, which means it's not work, but it is, it's a part of me is being reborn. Thanks to you, Naila. Thanks to you, Noreen. Thanks to you, everyone of the listeners and the great poets on the forum. So I get to hear you. I get to listen to you, your words, and you rejuvenate that I am still alive, that there is spark in my mind that can communicate. Many thanks to you. You're my land of karma bhumi, oh, that, of my work. And you're just so incredible. Thank you. Gosh, that was like, I can't get, that was be- so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I just involve myself with nature and that's when I find that it's okay to be anywhere in this world as long as you are one with the nature and the spirits here. So, Right? Hail Halloween. Right. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, sweetheart, tell everyone how to find you again, honey. I am on Poetry by Uma Pochumpali. My poems by umapochumpali.blogspot.com and just look for Uma Judy. You may be led by Naila Alicia or someone, the kindest leaders along the way and lead you to Uma. Call Naila. She will let me know. Noreen will definitely let me, let me know. So you are my leads. You are my torch. You are my guiding lights. <laughs> awesome. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much for making the time to call in tonight. Appreciate you. It was fantastic reads. Thank you. <laughs> I hope I didn't take a lot of your time, though. Absolutely not. And even if you did, it would be the time most amazingly spent. Yeah. It was my pleasure. And I'm reading right, one more time. Uh, the yeah. book that always has, uh, you know, some of these books, they have always given me inspiration. It's called My God, Died in by Dom Morris. And I'm not sure if Dom Morris is still alive. I hope he is. If not, Halloween wishes to him too. <laughs> I hope he's still alive. 
uh, and we'll come with more of my inspirations later next time when I come back with my memories. Very cool. And Shastigata. Thank you, Naila. Thank you so much. You're welcome, honey. We will talk with you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, everyone, you've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. Happy Dead Man's Party to you all. Have a safe, safe and fun Halloween. Don't wreck too much havoc out there. Appreciate all the fun, spooky things. I'm going to yawn and stretch. I'm going to go make myself a cup of cocoa and curl up with my puppy and plop my evil plan to take over the world on Halloween. (laughs) We'll talk to you guys next week. Love you. Be good. Have fun. I'm going to close this show with a piece by Jimmy Ray. Where did I put it? Jimmy Ray Davis, Midnight Skinner. Classic. Good night, everybody. Bradford works a late shift and he's sniffing around for clues. There's a killer on the loose, and the lawns are laced with dew. He's got a Norinco 45 and knows that he's a winner. The hour grows late, and he investigates the case of Midnight Skinner. Skinner's not really a bad guy, at least in his own twisted mind. Instead of going out fishing, he skins women to unwind. Cannibalistic? Maybe so. He'll eat a heart for dinner. Laughs as they track and try to crack the case of Midnight Skinner. Bradford interviews a prostitute, nigh a cleavage groove. If it wasn't for his deadline, he would have made a move. He's shagged hookers before, no great secret he's a sinner. But now's the time to solve the crime, the case of Midnight Skinner. Skinner laughs at the TV news as he gnaws a young thigh bone. Pretty waitress tied to his bed as his and his alone. Not a rapist, no fucking way, but he'll gladly Skinner. As the cops bumble, fall and fumble, the case of Midnight Skinner. Bradford's head's really pounding and he's finished for the night. Donut stops and porno shops have trashed his blinded sight. But the radio in his cruiser plays Ghetto Child by the spinners. Drops a dime to decipher the rhyme, the case of Midnight Skinner. Skinner walks the razor's edge. His smile is quite deceptive. Dressed in blue, he is untrue. But his madness is collective. Like a schizoid, unhinged hunter, he'll set a trap again her. Gone before they can explore the case of Midnight Skinner. Bradford gets home real late, hears screams from upstairs. Draws his gun, goes on up to his bedroom doorway there. He gasps at the skinless girl, his resolve is getting thinner. Doubts dissolved, he is solved. The case of Midnight Skinner. Skinner chuckles at the whore and slowly descends the stairs. Removes Bradford's police uniform and combs his light brown hair. Knows in his whacked out mind will be a long cold winter. Duality will reign supreme in the case of Midnight Skinner.
With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.